Hello, it is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. Big show, broke some news, had some convos. Let's get right to it. If you like this show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Here we go. There's a lot to talk about whenever it comes around the man, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we're talking about a broken toe. We've seen his foot since the last time we chatted with him. He is now... Uh, trending because of a photo that has Jalen Ramsey on the ground behind him with him flexing Ooh. after doing a little juke do do with a broken freaking toe. Can't wait to chat with him. Looking down the barrel of a bye week. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Allegedly, there was going to be surgery. Then there's no surgery. How's he going to spend it? Because does he have to get tested? Maybe not because he had uh, uh, COVID pretty publicly and he had 70-some days. There's a lot to chit-chat with him about. I can't wait to get to it. We'll also be talking to A.J. Hawk just like every other day of the week. The boys are here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor at the Toxic Table. How you doing? Hey, doing good. How you doing? doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, Tone Diggs, the COVID cowboy, who has... Now saddled the horse of the Super Boost for Thursday Night Football. He will now take the reins of the Super Boost and hopefully guide us into a heater that we have not experienced thus far in this 2021 NFL season. He's staring down a Thursday Night Football matchup that has a lot of question marks. Oh, yeah? Mm. Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill is getting one reps. Yep. Is he starting a quarterback? Or are they doing this just to fuck with people on the incredibly short week that is Thursday night football games? Dallas has Zeke back, Cooper back, Dak is still there, but Big Mike McCarthy and seven others have Omicron running oh, through the stars. Jeez. Tone Diggs has been zeroing in on a potential target for the Super Boost. I don't want you to give it away yet because we don't know if we can sure. boost that particular bet. But as you look at Thursday night football, Tone, as the man who is potentially going to have millions and millions of dollars on his back as we ride that super boost to a happy time. How are you feeling looking a couple days out? So there's a lot of variables in this game. You know, you Mm. talked about Taysom taking the one reps now. Kabara might be back. Mark Inger might be back. Um, Dak may have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper back. We don't know what's going on with with Big Mike. So you, you try to find the constants, the constants that are going to be in there in this game, the tried and trues that you know are going to be in this game that, that these variables won't affect. Why? Okay? And that's the vision I'm on right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to find the bet that these variables are not going yeah. to Thank affect. You, Tony. Oh, yeah, Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Uh, the COVID cowboy, the hammer Don cowboy, the man who will win us all a bunch of money, and also a man who potentially could have guided me into a better decision in last night's game. And I think the thing about Thursday night football game and whenever he's talking about all the variables between the Cowboys and the Saints, there's variables, it seems like, every week for every team. Why are teams beating teams? Why are teams Mm -hmm. shitting all over themselves? I have no idea. I think this year, the amount of random what is happening a lot more than often. Now, is it because it's a 17-game season? Is it because we're coming post-COVID and we don't know what we don't know after a year off? Is it because of the way teams are being constructed with the way money's being spent and how locker rooms are coming together and consistency might not be there? I have no idea. Is this what the NFL looks like for the next 10 years, 20 years? Maybe it is electrifying, but it is a little bit frustrating when you're trying to gamble on these games. For instance, last night, Russell Wilson on primetime television on his birthday in the nation's capital. Okay. You put all those things together. We, we know Russ. Hey, 
he and Sierra had a, a, a they're shaking hands with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Power couple. They, that's a homecoming almost when you go to D.C. for Russell yep. Wilson. That mm-hmm. is a power couple that has powerful relationships. That is in the nation's cap. Wale's there. Oh. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people in the building chit-chatting mm-hmm. watching this game. Russell Wilson has a chance to put on a show for his East Coast friends because he's all the way in fucking Seattle where they toss fish on the left side of the country. Long way away. Nobody could have thought what was going to happen last night happened last night. I mean, they stink. Uh, stink. They stink. Hey, they stink. Terrible. Now, this is no offense to the Washington football team. Great win. Good win. I mean, the Washington football team dominated the Seattle Seahawks in basically every single statistical category, including the time of possession to like 48 minutes to something like 12 minutes or something. I mean, it was something absurd. Taylor Heineke gets a big time win. Ron Rivera's walking off the field saying, let's fucking go. Let's Fucking go to the Washington football team faithful. That has been around since 1932 or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I saw it in the end zone, painted in there. Fascinating. New team name, same organization. They're saying, Steve Levy, huh? Man. On the way out. Steve, come on. It's going to happen. Long night. Long night. Long night is going to happen as we continue to transition. Even whenever they get their new name, I think hopefully that will all change. But how could we have ever predicted? And I guess AJ did. And Darius Butler did. And AJ ended up beating me in week 12. All right. Son of a bitch. And around week 13. Yeah, what's done is done. What's done is done. Can't talk about it. Nope. nope. It's in the past. We're on a week, th- week 13. Oh, sure. yeah. Anyways, what a wild, wild season. If you start looking at the standings right now, the teams are at the top. I guess we could have known they were going to be at the top, but so many teams are in the hunt. Yeah. So many teams are looking in. I mean, that we saw a graphic earlier that Dirty put together that literally had, you know, the people that are into, boom, here it is. The division leaders, the wild card, then in the hunt. In the hunt, shit. T- there's only a few teams that yeah. aren't in the hunt right mm-hmm. now on both sides. Extra week. Who knows what's going to happen with injuries? I mean, whenever you, the Patriots right now, incredibly hot. Oh, yeah. But what if somebody gets injured? You know, you, yeah, you, 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 you have to think about that in the NFL. I don't want it to happen. I don't want to put it in the universe. But whenever you look at any of these teams, they're one or two players away from potentially, oh, fuck. And that has been happening to some teams. Derrick Henry. Imagine when Derrick Henry was playing for the Tennessee Titans, what they were, what they were doing mm-hmm. to teams. They might have killed the Seahawks, to be honest. Gumpy said that earlier. It has been since the Titans did what they did to the Seahawks in the second half of that game, the Seahawks have basically been dead ever since. Now, Geno Smith was playing. Russell Wilson uh, is a wolf. Wolverine and came back earlier than anybody could have thought, but they've been dead ever since. Teams have changed complete identities this season already. Now we're getting into real football. Now we're getting into meaningful games. And I think I heard Jeff Saturday say this earlier about how some teams have already proven themselves and they've done well. And I think he was talking about Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Like, if they continue, to, if they lose, like if the Dallas Cowboys lose, nobody's going to give a single fuck about how they started. No. December football is all that matters, is basically what Jeff said. And Jeff got to play in a lot of playoff games in a lot of big time games and anytime you hear that i kind of get reminded like you're the end of the season is the only thing anybody remembers going into the off season unless you stunk the entire year then you're just kind of thrown away as a trash team oh they get a top five pick they're going to change their program That's oh right. yeah, yeah. Hey, right. they're going to change their program they're going to change their program but if you were hot early and then you got cold in december that's all anybody remembers this team fell apart this team couldn't do this this injury happened and they had to go this complete different way in free agency and they had to turn over their team maybe new coach i mean nothing matters except for the the football we're about to get into and i think this year 
the most unpredictable shit has already happened. Mm-hmm. We can assume it's only going to continue as we get into the most important, crucial games of the season. Yeah, like a lot of those teams that are at the top of the playoff hunt, if you will, have lost to teams that aren't even in it. Like the Titans have lost to the Jets and the Texans. The Patriots probably should have lost to the Texans. And even the Packers. I mean, the Packers week one lose to the Saints, get killed by the Saints. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, here we are damn near halfway through the season, more than halfway Well, there's nothing the like Jimmy Winston getting hurt there. Yeah, yeah is, true. A, is a huge thing. Can you put up the ESPN power rankings here? you're talking about teams losing to teams and it changing and everything like that how about the los angeles rams post robert woods yeah yeah okay post robert woods injury so this is uh espn's power rankings thank you espn for hey, power you ESPN. espn's power rankings are um comprised compiled mm-hmm. comprised comprised, comprised of work. 81 writers reporters and football personalities mm-hmm. And they all vote each week. And we still don't know if it's how they think it's going to end or what they think right now. We've been told it's right now, but a lot of the picks we have felt have definitely been thinking about in the end earlier in the year. This this week, from last week going into this week, the most fascinating one to me is the Los Angeles Rams last week were ranked fourth in the NFL. This team, hey, Matt Stafford's balling. Mm-hmm. They got OBJ, they're going. They lose to the number one team in the NFL this week, the Green Bay Packers. They fall completely out of the top ten. Oh. Is that because of Robert Woods? Is it an eye test? Because the Titans lose, uh, and the Titans were at three, and they're at eight now. They lose to a nobody team a yeah. couple weeks in a row. They're still in the top ten. Rams get the hell out. That is kind of indicative though, the 81 people that we do not know, and who knows if we should take what they say seriously i don't care how long they've been around the game we should at least maybe think mm-hmm. about should we take them seriously or not some people are great hey hey listen this is not a this is not everybody stinks thing but no, no, no 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 but that is kind of indicative on what the season is we have no fucking clue and now you know cliff kingsbury and the cardinals come out of a bye and kyler will probably be as healthy as he has to and colt mccoy i think what two and one and cliff kingsbury although i mean Schefter's taking it on the shin. Oh, yeah, big time. There was a tweet at one time that a source said at some point to somebody that Cliff Kingsbury might be the new coach of Oklahoma, which everybody said, how or why would Cliff Kingsbury do that? The team is finally good. They have a young roster, and it seems like he's getting better as an NFL coach each year, and he did not win in college. Yeah. So why would he go back to college football whenever he is succeeding at a very high level with a young group of superstars in a city that is the fourth largest in America with an owner? that's going all in why the fuck would cliff kingsbury go to oklahoma is what everybody said immediately following Schefter's report that that was going to happen but that's real they were winning without kyler now kyler comes back i think that guy should be in conversation for the coach of the year shit at this point and that team could go but is there any other teams other than them that we say oh they're going to show up every single week and do well you could say the bucks i guess because they have Mm -hmm. tom but there's been a couple games where it hasn't happened we assume they're going to go though we just everybody just assumes especially after this big win against the colts this past weekend and the colts they have a chance to potentially go too. nobody i mean unless they're heartbroken because of losing to tom and then tom goes on his podcast do we have the clip listen to what tom said about beating the colts on sunday a game in which i was at a lot of guys were at for robert mathis's thing and we had a 10 point lead at one Mm -hmm. point to win and it's Tom, and it's a lot of Mexico. Listen to how Tom Brady described that Super Boost losing on Sunday in Indianapolis. You know, always fun talking to you on a Monday after winning. Um, especially fun 
after we beat the Colts, which, you know, is that right? I know we've, um, you know, done a pretty good job of that lately. I think I've beat the Colts the last nine times I played them. Oh, so oh, it was great to win in India. It turns out that horseshoe on their helmets isn't as lucky as it seems. It really <laughs> sucks for them, but not for us. So it was a great win. <laughs> Maybe you're carrying it around. Maybe send it out to Peyton. Give me a decal or something. Oh, it still holds that same feeling, huh? Even in a, in a Bucks uniform. Good follow up, Jim. You know, it's, it's great to beat the Colts always. I mean, I've had obviously quite a history with them. You know, I loved when Peyton was there. It was, it was pretty tough to beat him when Peyton was there, when he was their quarterback. Um, Yikes. However, after. You know, Carson, Carson. who's their quarterback now, I think was in kindergarten Peyton's rookie season. So that tells you how long <laughs> this has been going back for. But uh, it was good. I We've had kind of, quite a few coaches on our staff that were a part of the Colts organization for a long time, like Clyde Christensen and good Tom guy. Moore and even B.A. coach Peyton there. So I said, listen, don't let anyone get teary-eyed after we beat these guys. I don't want any oh, you know, sadness. Don't feel like there's Jeez, uh, anything Jeez. to be sad about after we win this game. Jay-weez, man. <laughs> what about that guy? Yeah. I mean, he's dancing on our grave. Yeah. Big time. I, I didn't know that was like that. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because the Tom Payton thing was always viewed as a rivalry because it was. Those two motherfuckers are going to run into each other late in the AFC championship. And Tom was going to win a lot of those. But Payton got his fair share as well. If you look back at who represented the AFC in the Super Bowl at a quarterback position, it's like Tom, Payton, Ben Roethlisberger, and Flacco snuck in. Yeah. And that's like for 20 years almost. That was kind of the AFC. I got a chance to experience the last time. You know, the Colts beat the Patriots. It was uh, in Indianapolis. It was the fourth and two game. Mm-hmm. Melvin Bullitt makes a massive play. Reggie Wayne scores touchdown. We win. How you doing? Keep it moving. We did celebrate. That, oh, was, yeah. a, that was a great evening, a great time. And then I would find out as the uh, regime would turn over and the team would as well that the schedule makers at the NFL still wanted the Colts to play the Patriots, you know, because of all those years of history. And there was plenty of time where it seemed like a buzzsaw was uh, happening on the other sideline as opposed to us. But a lot of fucking great battles, and I didn't necessarily love how Jim and Tom addressed that, but I like that passion, you know? I enjoy that type of, like, rivalry feel because that is something that does happen and is real, but it's never talked about with the NFL because, you know, the NFL guy's only playing for money, you know. Mm-hmm. The, uh, these, oh, yeah. these sons of bitches don't care about anything but themselves. They don't love the game. But then whenever they're too passionate, we got to penalize it. Whenever they talk like this, we got to hate it. It's like, I love that they're still, and for Tom, there's always going to be something, you know. He's like fucking Michael Jordan yeah. at the uh, – in the Utah restaurant when George that coach, Carl. when George Carl walked by and said, how are you doing? Greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. And Michael <laughs> Jordan said, that motherfucker told me he was going to be a long time. That was awesome. Tom has that same thing. And I enjoyed hearing that, although I was on the wrong end of it a lot. I fucking, I enjoy learning about this Tom Brady character. He's an assassin. Yeah. He is a savage assassin. And it is, we're getting to learn about it here now, 20 years into his greatness. And in his words, at the end of the last man in the arena, I'm still fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> you are, dude. You absolutely yeah, are. Another one tonight with Vrabel and Brewski should be awesome. But like, it makes sense kind of, right? Because for 20 years when you're with one team, the rivalries that you have there probably kind of carry in to what the Yeah, Bucks. the rivalry was with Tom Brady, though. You got to yeah. remember, like, the people of Indianapolis hate Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, they hate the Patriots, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hate Tom Brady. A lot of people twisted. Not as torn as becoming Broncos fans. 
Oh, yeah. So when Peyton went, they were a lot of people were very okay with being Broncos fans. Not as many people okay with being Tom Brady fans in Tampa away from New England. It was those split jerseys. Oh yeah. When Peyton went to Denver, those were an actual. Like that oh, was yeah. despicable. That was happening. Yeah. But I understood it. Mm-hmm. Like I very much understood it because Peyton was, you know, the face of the team. There was a lot of great players on that team great players that were right alongside Peyton that entire time. But when Peyton was brought in, a chapter began that was very different than any chapter that came before it here in Indianapolis Colts football history. Now, Baltimore Colts football has great history, right? Since it came to Indianapolis, though, they stunk. Peyton gave an interview, actually, uh, with NFL Films, and he said, like, you know, the Colts used to be the one that people circled and said, hey, we're going to get a win here. I felt like I... You know, I wanted to change that. Right. And it, 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 that was kind of the identity of what Peyton in the city was because Peyton was a robot to becoming great and he was a great personality. He was beloved. So whenever he went to Denver, there was a lot of people that did not like football in Indiana. There were either race fans or basketball fans because yeah. basketball is huge here, both with the Pacers and IU and the race. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway hosts the largest sporting event in the world. 300,000, 400,000 people come to the Super Bowl of IndyCar here. So they became football fans because of Peyton Manning. So then when Peyton Manning gets cut, right, which is what happened, uh-huh. and he's emotional at his press conference when he's leaving, like, hey, I love you. I think he has a children's hospital here. Yeah. There's people, there are so many dogs and kids named Peyton around here. Yeah. You have no, so when he goes to Denver, I completely understood, like, that people were going to become Broncos fans. But there was a lot of people that came to the city later on, and on our team that were like, why the fuck these people, man? They don't like us or whatever. And it was like, I don't think you get what this dude was, though, and what he represented. Because I think a lot of his teammates don't get anywhere near enough credit. I mean, I was with a bunch of them this weekend. There's a yeah. lot of Hall of Famers that are on that team that were incredible. But Peyton was like the lifeline to the people of the Colts, even though they loved Reggie and they loved Edron James and Freeney and Mathis and Gary Brackett and Jeff Saturday and all of those. I mean, Dean, Joseph Adai, Clint Sesh. I could go through that entire team that was just Charlie Johnson. It was riddled with I mean, Dominic Rhodes is one of the coolest dudes of all time. Nobody ever really talks about him. He was hilarious. I mean, there was just a group of people. Yeah, and that was some of them. There was a group of people that were really a big part of building it here, but Peyton was kind of the face of that. So when they left, they went over there. A lot of Tom Tom Brady fans around Indy, though, when he went to Tampa, but not as many as I thought it was going to be. They still hate Tom, and they still hate yeah the New England Patriots, which is probably how it is for everybody. I wonder if that's ever going to stop. I don't know. I, I, I've liked Tom more now. Me too. He's left New England a little bit, but not that much. Oh, so it's not like, a, hey, because I've enjoyed him. Him on, uh, he did an interview with Howard, right? He did that yeah. uh, Zoom yeah. call with In Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour and a half, and he got a chance to like kind of listen to him talk a little bit. And he never really buried New England ever in that yeah. hour and a half, which is fascinating because all the stories that came out. Now the man in the arena where he's choosing to have other people's documentaries basically happen within his documentary because he knows it's going to happen. Tonight, Vrabel's on it. Let's fucking yeah, go. Yeah, that's going to be, be awesome. Incredible. Hey, let's mm-hmm. go. I mean, Brewski's obviously incredibly talented at speaking. He does good on ESPN. But if fucking Vrabes is on an open mic. Yeah. yeah. Must watch TV. Let's go, dude. Yeah, he'll bury Brady a few times. Oh, too. yeah. About how good the oh, defense yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And if they have oh, Brewski yeah. and Vrabel on there, I mean, it's like one of the most, the way Tom is allowing it to happen 
as opposed to what happened with the other one, right? We got Scottie Pippen doing, of course, you yeah. know, like answer yeah. documentary, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, like that whole thing. It's Tom's doing it in a fashion where he got to learn at least from the way the last dance went. But Tom, I think, is trying to actually let people know, like he understands that it wasn't just him. But I don't think a lot of people view it that way. They hate just his ass. They, they think it's him that did everything. Well, and it's weird too because, like, being a fan of the Packers, like in the NFC, like I never really hated Tom that much. You know, I mean, the Packers played the the Patriots so rarely Mm -hmm. and I mean it it was kind of one of those things where like he keeps winning you're like "Ah, you know fuck this guy I'm kind of tired of seeing him but it is like even with them being in the NFC like it he's just and it's it's probably one of those things too and we talk about it all the time like with Peyton and how Indianapolis like you know there's still good fans here but the whole thing kind of regresses when you lose a guy like that and like being able to watch him leave and just thinking like there's no way that he's going to go to Tampa and turn this thing around right away is he and then he does and it's like you can't help but just marvel at the guy well how greatness. about season tickets sold out immediately oh, yeah. on him signing I think the jerseys went up through the mm-hmm. roof mm-hmm. everything they hosted the Super Bowl they won the Super yeah. Bowl there they're back in conversation that hadn't happened since all stuff was running people up. right that's right that hadn't happened for a long long time down in Tampa although they had a team obviously an electrifying team with Jameis he, we, hey those guys Games had to be awesome to watch. Oh yeah, especially live. The amount of oh ah, boo, ah, the amount of swings that were happening. Most touchdowns, most interceptions. Mm-hmm. Think about how electrifying that would oh. be to watch. It was. I caught myself yeah. watching some of his games that year because you had no idea he was going to keep his team in it. He was going to keep their team in it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. He was the game all by himself. But then insert Tom. Boom, we won a Super Bowl. New franchise. There's the amount of, what are those things called? And now Florida hit a home run too because, I mean, there are tax um, policies. Mm-hmm. And also during COVID, they were one of the only states that just said, yeah, like, come on. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You'll be all right. I mean, they really Legit. did. The amount of people that moved to Florida. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a lot of people that moved to Florida because even if they were in a part of Florida where you couldn't really go or do anything, at least you're in warm weather and you could maybe see something. So people were leaving there where they were. If I'm going to be locked down somewhere, I'd rather go down. You win a Super Bowl and Florida is becoming a destination place for people to move. The amount of cranes that are around Tampa Bay, oh. they're built – that. Tom has shown up, and I'm not saying it's just Tom. This is just like it, when Peyton showed up to the Colts and the Colts became a thing. It's, it was just Peyton, but it seemed Tom showed up in Tampa Bay in this place. The Lightning have won their Stanley Cups, even though they did that before Tom yeah. got there. It's still like the the spotlight on the entire city is. The just, Rays were just in the World Series yeah. in baseball. The whole like, city has become the place, which is what Boston used to be, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And then Tom gets kicked out of town, basically, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be the final episode of Man of the Arena. Oh, what do you mean used to be? I mean, we're the, we're back already. Let's not. Ah, the Bruins stink. Hey, yeah, right. hey, Bruins stink. Yeah, they do. The you Bruins know stink. better than anybody. Hockey doesn't start till February. Okay, we know that. Yeah, and. To your point about you know the Patriots being back again, which is definitely what you just said. Uh, if the Colts didn't get Andrew Luck right after Peyton Manning, how much do you think that would have no. kind of made it worse for Peyton? No, for Peyton, like, what do, do you, you mean? think people would have kind of hated Peyton more? No, if no, they no. Just have this guy. No, the way it ended with Peyton. Peyton got broken up with. Ah, because he got cut. Peyton was the hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton got broken up with. He was not the one that decided. Now, granted, there was a lot of circumstances revolving that where I'm not sure if Jim Irsay or anybody knew if Peyton was going to be able to play quarterback because of what was going on with his neck. And there was a lockout, I think, happening. Mm-hmm. And there was like a $30 million bonus or $20 million bonus. And then Andrew Luck's also sitting there. So I think there was a lot that built up that. People were okay and understood that Jim Mercy had to make the decision he had to make. But if Andrew 
Andrew Luck stinks. And even though Andrew Luck's career wasn't 20 years, he was so fucking good at football. Yeah. If Andrew Luck stinks, though, oh, Peyton is... They're probably asking Peyton to come buy the team. Yeah. You know, like, hey, come back and buy the team. No I don't owner. think it's going the other way. Now, if for you guys, if you guys didn't get Mac Jones here, who seems to be a guy oh, yeah. who's going to be a guy who fell right to you guys, he was supposed mm-hmm. to go at three. Yeah. Yes. Remember, he was supposed to go at three. And then at 11. He could have gone at 11. Yeah, I mean, he could have gone anywhere. Anybody that is currently in the, oh, fuck, we don't have a quarterback bed, could have gone up there and made a play. And instead, he falls to half the draft to the Patriots. Yeah. So that means everybody had an opportunity. This is like when a movie comes out and you're not allowed to talk about the spoiler for so long, but it waits long enough. It's like, all right, everybody had enough of their chances mm-hmm. to fucking watch it. We're going to talk about it. 15 or 16, where was it, 15? We, we picked at 15. So 15, 15 yeah. is far enough in there where everybody had their fucking shot to get in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you wanted to get to 13 or 14, you could have with some basic-ass shit that we have seen people give up much less for. Yeah. So Mac Jones fell all the way to New England. Oh, yeah. And I think it was that night where we all said, Draft night, by the way, was awesome. I can't wait for next year. Oh, Me too. I was offered, I was offered like six thousand bucks to go cover the draft on a network. Whoa! Really? Shit, yeah. yeah. And you said no. Uh, well, yeah. I'm still thinking about. It. I actually haven't answered. I actually okay. haven't answered. Upcoming. Yeah. What's that? For the upcoming one. Yeah, for the upcoming draft. Okay. Yeah, if I wanted to settle aside some time. Who it. gave you that offer? QVC. No, no, it was great. It was great. It has not been returned. But draft spectacular night was incredible. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Only. I I mean, we had bow ties on last year. That's mm. right. You had bow tie. I had a bow tie. Yeah, bow tie. Tricks. We had magic tricks. We did have magic tricks. Oh, Carl magic walking out. No, 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 no. Jason Glazer oh, and, and Mel Kiper. Yeah. And also and, a waiter in Cleveland. Yeah. Remember, you kind of just shoved oh, yeah. him out. Oh, yeah. Of the room. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and he came back out. Like, you walked out. Oh, he yeah. walked in. It was he walked great. out. You walked in. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, uh, hey, unless I take that $6,000. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should get that, that Mickey Mouse magician awesome. who hangs from the stadium for this year in Vegas. Chris Angel, all right. He'll be a part of the dress for oh, Lock shit. it in. How much is he going to cost? A lot. Oh. 6000 Adele's doing Las Vegas. I wonder if she's taking Chris Angel's stage. You think? Adele? She's doing a residency over there? No one takes Chris Angel's stage. That's what I'm saying. He'll just pop one up, too. I mean, he's magic. Boom. I'm going right there. I'm cutting you in half. I'm moving you over here. I'm putting your legs down yonder. Mm-hmm. We got to do our thing. Anyways, maybe Chris Angel will cut somebody in half in the next draft spectacular. Maybe you won't. Here okay, we go. I'm just, we'll see. We'll see. TBD. We will see if it happens. But this past draft spectacular, whenever we saw Mac Jones do the Joker walk onto the stage, look so uncomfortably awkward, we said, oh, no. Yeah. We I literally, did. oh, no. How did this happen? And then as it continued to roll on, it has happened. It, it feels like you guys have found your guy. He's tough as fuck, oh, too. Yeah. He takes shots and then he gets right up. He is like, the spitting, and although Tom had to wait 199 picks, mm-hmm. if you thought you were going at three and you didn't go till 15, you could see how he could potentially build up some spite in that entire department and enough to keep his competitive stamina, especially with the GOAT Bill Belichick probably telling him what, what the fuck's going to happen the day before the game like we're learning he did in Man in the Arena for Tom Brady. I yeah. mean, it is absurd. Put those rankings back up. Put those rankings back up. Where were you guys probably, you think, we, at the beginning of the year? Oh, at the beginning of the year, I think we were at like 23. And everybody, remember, you the Dolphins were going to finish higher than you yeah, guys. Yeah, the Dolphins had better odds. Remember, yeah. I got fucking killed. Mm-hmm. I let it. I did. Slaughtered. Yeah. I Not got even, slaughtered on the internet. Just for saying it's weird that the Patriots have lower odds than the Finns. Not saying the Patriots are definitely. Throw away. Co- I mean, kind. I guess I did bring light to it. Like the Dolphins are favored 
to a finish higher than the Patriots in the AFC East? That's crazy. Like, yeah. didn't even think about it as being malicious at all. No. Like, I didn't think. Dolph, the Dolphin did. Yeah. And I got crucified for it. And now they're, now what are the Patriots? Fifth in uh, this week. Last week they were ninth. It's like, yeah, they're only yodely, 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 and only getting fucking hotter. It's unbelievable. But there's one person that remains the top, and he's standing at the top of the mountain with nine fucking tusks. That's right. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Or on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should I That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so... Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dangers. Downtown. <laughs> Bingo. Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Building in anticipation for a conversation that we're lucky enough to have every single Tuesday. This started last season. We would chit-chat. It was the COVID year. There was no crowd, but this man would go on to win the MVP, and we got a chance to ride alongside him every step of the way. Back for season two has been nothing short of spectacular, including a book club being made, and... Leading a team to the number one overall rankings in basically everybody's NFL power rankings after 12 weeks oh, yeah. of NFL football. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with nine toes, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a 12-year-old? Whoa, holy shit. I have 10 toes. Well, nine and a half, I guess. Yes. Prove it. <laughs> you want a toe? Toe? Hold on, you cut out right there. You said something great because you look awesome right now. I, I'm sure you're excited for for the debut of the clean shave. You look seven to ten years younger. You look fantastic, pal, even though your toe's all busted up. Look, I got a birthday coming up, and I'd rather look closer to my age and about ten years older than I, <laughs> than I look. I mean, uh, just look at AJ, right? 
I mean, just look at AJ. AJ with that home plate face looks like he could run his head into anything. Let's dive in to your state of mind here going into a bye week. Perfect timing for the bye week, right? Especially with this toe. The team gets some more pieces back. They're talking Takatari in December. Jair, everybody could be coming. This is a perfect time for the Green Bay Packers to feel better. Where are you at mentally, physically, and what do you? how will you spend the bye week? Like I thought we were the last bye week, and then I realized that there's four other teams that have to play another game, which is unbelievable. I mean, the, you know, it's tough enough to play 12 and then have a bye, and you have four other teams playing 13 and then a bye. Um, and that may need to get looked at at some point because that's a long stretch of football to play without any type of any type of break. But, yeah, you know, I think – We've been dealing with as many injuries as we've had over the years, uh, for sure. A lot of important players, starters on IR, uh, some no chance to return, some with a chance. Uh, Takatari obviously has uh, an opportunity. Not sure when that will be. Jair, hoping him. Uh, Zadarius, uh, who knows? Josh Myers up in the air. So there's a lot of a lot of those, and then you have the you know the weekly injuries that we've had with. Uh, with Kevin King uh, being being hurt and Aaron Jones dealing with his injury, and you know he played a little bit last week, so it definitely comes at a good time. The buy, you know, I say that the buy always comes at a good time, but for us to be nine and three sitting here, not many people probably expected that. Looking at our schedule, and definitely with what we've dealt with this year, with Devontae being uh, out for uh, you know COVID and Marquez missing so much time, and all the injuries up front on the defense side of the ball, to be nine and three feels pretty good. So how's the toe feel, though? Like, as the game went, did it feel like you thought it would? You looked early like you were bouncing around. We all, we obviously know you you want me to get to your touchdown run and everything. I don't know if that was – it didn't look like a designed read. It looked like you were pulling that, and that was – you were becoming a, a solo soldier, as one of your old coaches used to say. And you it worked out, so credit to you. But later, it looked like you may be limping a little bit. Did, did whatever they juiced you up with wear off a little bit? It would definitely wear it off a little bit. Uh I also got stepped on at, at one point, um, which which I'd be uh, foot stomping you all day if I was playing against you. Yeah, I mean that seems like that we do know what's hurt and how it's hurt. I guess the other team could do that, right? I mean that's a target. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you and Brady Papinga are pretty good at clotheslining people, but I don't remember a lot of foot stomps you did besides, you know, your other antics on the field, flipping people off and <laughs> the back of kids the way you did. Oh. <laughs> uh, but but overall. Uh, as compared this Monday to the last Monday, I definitely felt better and same with this Tuesday to last Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I'll just keep getting treatment. Um, you know, we've, uh, we're hoping to avoid surgery, obviously, but the surgery would be such a minor one. It wouldn't be something that, that I'd have to miss time with. That's a prereq for any surgery that I have at this point. I'm not going to miss any time. So, uh, We'll kind of reassess uh, early next week and make a decision. Um, but it's not something where I could have surgery, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday and play on Sunday. Oh, so we still might get surgery, it sounds like. Because it was a report you were going to get surgery. Then the report was like, no, he's not going to get surgery. There is still a chance you're going to get surgery on the toe. Yeah, look, again, with these reports, I don't know where they're coming from. Uh, I don't know who's talking seems like uh, there's certain coaches that uh, may um, have friends in the media that they don't realize are actually just trying to report things on. But, Guys on uh, your own, on the Green Bay staff, you're saying? 
Oh yeah, you, Age, you've known about that. There were guys for a while who were who had their their people. They would leak stuff to. Oh, can't have it, Aaron. Can't have it. Can't have it. But you think that's potentially what's happening? Somebody maybe got word that there was a potential surgery, and then somebody else is like, "Well, he's not having it right now," and that's why it's potentially getting reported. And the fact that you might still get it on like Monday and still be able to play is, I assume, the follow up would be, "Why not do it now?" Is there something that can happen between now and Monday to find out if you can't do surgery, like a healing process that's already naturally happening? Well, look when you when you the surgery would immobilize the toe. And so then there's uh, that would be an issue the entire season that we deal with. Now it would avoid any uh, you know uh, further displacement, but it would immobilize the toe. So uh, we're hoping that with a couple weeks here we can get enough healing that maybe we can avoid uh, doing that. Now we'll reassess, uh, like I said, probably you know later this week and early next week, but. Um, but the the ultimate goal to not have to do surgery. This thing heals up a little bit better, and you kind of make it through a few more weeks, and and uh, you know maybe it doesn't bother you late. You know the last few weeks of the season. It doesn't seem like it was bothering you much during the game. Now, granted, there was the moments where you came up a little bit lame, and the gait was a little bit you know as if you were limping. But everybody's seen it, and I'll get to it since AJ didn't want to. I mean that was fucking beautiful. I mean the RPO on an island with Jalen Ramsey, one of the best athletes in the NFL, one of the best football players in the NFL. Give him a fake because he has no idea what's happening. The classic on the run pump fake. Get him in the air. You see pay dirt, make a play. He gets whipped by his own momentum. And then a photo is generated that is iconic and will be used for a long, long time and I would assume should go up in your house somewhere. Let's talk about that, how you're feeling about the athleticism with a birthday coming up on Thursday. And also against Jalen in, in specific, you were 7 for 7 against him. Do you know that when they're going into a game? And is that something you think about? No, I mean he's a great player. It's not like you, you know, you have to be wary about certain routes that uh, that you throw on his side because he'll, uh, you know, he'll bait you into throwing certain things and sit on routes from time to time. And there is a little bit of a guessing game, but it also depends on the the guy who's over there uh, on his side. You know, we had a good plan with the with trying to get the ball out quickly, and you know, we're going up against two very probable Hall of Famers and a and a stud and. And two other studs, you know, Floyd and and uh, and Aishan in their in their you know four man front there. Uh, we didn't want to hold on to the ball a whole lot, so we had to do some some quick game and and some chipping on the on the edges to get those guys comfortable. And felt like the ball was coming up pretty good on time, and we didn't have any sacks really. We had a phantom kind of zero yard, uh, you know, when I got tripped up there. So the line I thought played really well, and that was and that was the plan. But on that play on the touchdown run, that was not the design play. Not at all. Um, the play was either hand the ball off or throw it to uh, the left side uh, to to Tay in the flat. And the pre-snap was there was four over three on the left side after the motion. Yes. And so I kind of was off of that already. And as the snap was coming, all I saw was Aaron Donald kind of looking like he was splitting the double team. And for whatever reason, I just pulled it, and the whole right side of the line collapsed. And just thought, okay, well, now i got to run this one in. And as I moved out, obviously it was me and a far superior athlete on the edge. But in moments like that, you have to use whatever skill set you got. For me, it's uh, you know kind of my brain and the old uh, the old pump fake. There was nobody over there. Uh, not that 
he would have known that. I mean, it, there could have been a, a tight end kind of sneaking back out or the back or whatever, but uh, the pump fake was just enough to, to hold him back there. And uh, the spike wasn't as good as I want it to be. We have kind of a rule on spikes. The ball has to exit the screen, you know, in the film. Uh, the ball exited the field uh, and made somebody in the front row pretty happy uh, with a nice souvenir there. So I feel like that kind of made up for the fact that it wasn't one of those great spikes where the ball kind of goes straight up in the air. Did you? How do you grip it? Like this? Is this how your spike? Because you're trying to land that thing flat, right? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to land that thing flat as possible, right? I was trying to have my hand kind of on the, the meat of the ball, um, but it I just must have missed it because it kind of bounced. Yeah. Bounced off to the right. Terrible spike. Pretty athletic play, though. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, were you expecting uh, Jalen Ramsey to, to travel and to cover Devontae, or do they not normally do that? I, he looked like he was frustrated at times when they're playing zone, all of a sudden Devontae motions to the other side. Yeah. he did, You know, he's been playing a lot of nickel, actually, uh, for them, uh, probably because he's such a great player, and you can maybe at times lose uh, – you know, him in games if, if uh, he's playing outside and the team's just going to ignore that side of the field. Uh, so he started playing inside more, and he's a really good blitzer, and, and he can cover, you know, in, in inside or outside. Uh, but with, with Devontae, he was he was doing some traveling, but he wouldn't sometimes travel uh, on motion from one side to the other. And then on the big throw that we hit Devontae on, the 43-yarder on third down, we motioned to tight end outside from backside two to front side one of course and initially uh, Jalen was was lined up on Devontae then he bumped out to uh, uh, to guard Josiah and that's when I kind of step up in the pocket and hit him down the sidelines um, yeah I mean he's a great player and and uh, hey, that's why you motion a tight end out to one though right so then you wasted your best corner on a tight end and one means furthest outside right yeah outside in yeah one two three so you saw that and you instantly like, okay, Devontae knows, I know, like this is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, Devont again, and that was a little bit of an ad lib on his part. Uh, you know, I came back and said, how come you ran that route? And he said, I just felt good about the matchup. So if you watch it back, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, that's the beauty in the game because, you know, you wouldn't always uh, necessarily know that unless I, you know, I, I told you that little anecdote. And I love it, too. And it actually kind of messed me up on the last offensive play of the game that we had because we had a similar play call. And this time he decided to, uh, to run, an, uh, you know, a slant. Um, and I said, why'd you do it on that one? He goes, okay. I just felt like, you know, I felt like that was the best option. So <laughs> I, I tell you, I trust him. I trust him, uh, you know, so much. And, and him and I have such a great – uh, unspoken uh, chemistry on the field, and, and we even did a couple other little things in the game that are really cool uh, that we've been working on and practicing um, off of some of the things that we did. But how long, hey, how long has he just been choosing his own routes in his head against somebody? Has that been something that obviously doesn't start immediately, but has that been happening for some time? I mean, he has a lot of freedom, which he should, because he's such he's got such a great release pattern. And he's such a smart guy. Um, it's not like he's going outside, maybe, of uh, schematic things, but he's making decisions that might not be the expected initial kind of paper football decision, like when you're looking at it on paper, which is why I always say there's like kind of a paper offense and an on-the-field offense. 
there's like paper routes for Devontae, and then like when he's on the field, would you know do whatever you want. And he did it last week against Minnesota on the uh, on the second touchdown. You know, he kind of ad libbed that route, and that's why I was a little bit late getting to it when Everson drilled me. Um, but that's exactly what you want because he totally froze the guy and, and, and scored a touchdown. The same thing on the big play uh, on that third down the other night. Uh, so know, it's he, impossible to watch film then, right? Because then it's you don't really know what's coming. And how do you have to deal with it? You just have to be patient too and see what he's doing? Or do you normally have a pretty good sense beforehand? You're on the same page. I would say normally I have a pretty good sense. You just got to read you got to read body body movements. And then also the conversations that we have are very high level when it comes to those situations. So even before the game, I, I remember walking over to him and saying, hey, you know, on this motion, I'm going to give you this. And then it's going to be this, you know, just for for that play. And, and the the guys that I've really gelled with over the years, they expect those conversations. They know that you know I'm going to walk over at some point, you know, during my preparation for the game, as I'm doing my last looks at the you know at the plan or at the at the wristband, and say, hey, if this play comes in and this specific situation, and I give you this specific uh, signal uh, number look. I want you to run this specific route. Um, and the guys that I've had the best rapport with, I think they probably love those because they know it might show up. And if it probably shows up, it's probably going to be a good situation. And then the flip side of that is when you got a receiver who can tell you, hey, if I get this look or this uh, matchup with this specific play call in this specific scenario, I'm going to do X. You know, I'm like... Man, I can't wait. I hope that happens. You know? <laughs> yeah, you just try to remember it, I guess. A.J. Dillon, I'm sorry, A.J. Hawk here. A.J. Dillon and you's relationship seems to be blossoming like in a fantastic – he's becoming like a dude. And Aaron Jones, obviously a little bit injured. He's obviously always going to have a part in the offense. But A.J. Dillon, he's he's posting about you on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're finding him in the pass game. He's making some good catches, I think. He's running people over with that offensive line. It's nice to see that relationship build, I think. Yeah, he's he's getting a nickname, too. He's the mayor of Door County or something. He got the key to up in Door. You know where Door County is? Dork County? That, I do. <laughs> Door County, D O O R. Oh, <laughs> I thought. So. Look at if you look at your your hand, right? It's your left. Your left hand is Wisconsin, and the thumb is is Door County. So as I'm looking at the camera here, so the thumb. I, I can't even flip it here. Uh, here we go. Nailed it. Uh, too light. But the thumb is Door County. Use your you toes. Get, show us with your toes. Yeah, show us. <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah, let me get my let me get my toes out here again. That was. was Why did you feel the need to do that? Did you see Billy Turner get his toes out? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That was. Solid. Uh, AJ, though, man, what a great kid he is. He's uh, again, you know, the the off the field stuff is very settled. He's in, you know, he's engaged. He's, uh, you know, he worked he worked really hard. I think on the mental part this off season, and then the physical part has been just really fun to watch. Him running behind his pads and and using his weight. You know, he had a run late in the game. Uh, you know, he, he had a nice cut in the hole, and then it's him at 24. And he just – and he didn't – it wasn't like he even had a huge lead-up. He just – you know. And and I'm in the background going, yeah. You know, it was awesome, awesome moments to watch. But uh, the thing I love the most is his personality coming out in the games and him, you know, cracking jokes in the shotgun. You love it, you know, or him, you know, trying to trying to mess with me from time to time. Uh 
uh, you know, out on the field. I enjoy that. It's fun seeing his personality come out. He's a really, really good-hearted guy, and and uh, he's done a great job for us. He really has. He really has played well for us and been very consistent in the passing game. You, you know, I was talking. We were watching the film yesterday, and and uh, you know, I mentioned to to Maddie we were watching a play where had kind of a full field read and I threw it out in the flat to him and he's got like six yards of separation second and seven and he makes the first guy miss and then he just lowers his head and and gets you know and splits two guys and gets eight yards on his first down and it's it's kind of a throwaway play if you're watching on tv oh he just threw a flat route on a guy you know ran into some people and but those are the type of winning football plays that he's been making over and over we got a second and one you know, on a different drive, getting down towards the red zone. And, uh, you know, he just, you know, puts his head down in there and gets two hard yards and moves the chains. This is the type of consistent winning football plays he's been making for us that have, uh, you know, allowed us to be a little bit more explosive, especially the last couple of weeks. Well, he's an absolute load. Like, you can tell he wears on people. And that was Taylor Rapp, the safety. I felt bad for him trying to come up and make that tackle. Like, good luck. That's a tough situation, but your cadence. How are you supposed to tackle him? How are you supposed to tackle him? You can't. You, know I mean? you got to hope he trip. He trips over your body, basically, when he's right there in, that, in the hole. Those thighs and those knees just kind of, I mean, because oh. you go On high. the sideline. Doesn't he scare you when you see him on the sideline? I'm like, all right, who is going to come and take this guy on? Because you might die. He's a fridge. He's an actual fridge running out there. It's unbelievable. It's incredible to watch. And he's been getting more active in the entire offense. It's been kind of sweet. And by the way, uh, Connor tackled him one time. That's yeah. Right. Woo! That boy, Connor. Big way. That boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, statement was made that day. That Message sending hit, Pat. AJ said, I ain't never getting tackled again, and he has been tough to tackle ever since <laughs> yeah. that day. I mean, he was 12, you were 20, but that's mm-hmm. the way things are going to go. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're, uh, that was a great hit out of bounds, probably late. late. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're an adult. You whoa. can vote and smoke cigs. This yeah. guy literally... Yeah. Still 13 years old, but yeah, Come you're on. right. It was a big time hit. Hey, you did it. He remembered it. He's in the NFL now. He said that. Yeah. He still oh, remembers he, it. <laughs> he definitely still haunts him. He wakes up at night, I'm sure. He can't get over that one. But Aaron, your, your cadence is a weapon. We know that. We've spoke about it on the show before. You had an early third down where your cadence got their guys a little bit back on their heels so they couldn't get off. Like That's a huge thing people probably don't talk about a whole lot. They can't just pin their ears back and go because they're so scared of you getting them to drawing them off sides. Your cadence, is there any, like, if you said, all right, guys, this is on three, what in the hell does that sound like? Yeah, and they snapped when, when one. When the ball is snapped, like, I don't understand it. How, is there anything you can tell us about it? AJ, I'm sorry, I don't want to, because this is a great fucking question, journalist, because they snapped one, and you gave a cadence after the ball was snapped, but everybody was moving at one point, and it was, I, I think that was the most fascinating. I think that's How do young guys get that? How do young guys all of a sudden, like, okay, because normally, like, it just doesn't seem normal to me. It's not. It's a rhythmic cadence that doesn't have a normal stat point. And I think that's the beauty in, in, uh, in it. You know, you grow up or you're playing in the street or at the local field, and, you know, the snap count's always on, like, hut, right? It's like set, hut, false snap. Uh, you know, the, the, that's not the way we, we do it. You know, there's different snap points for us. We've obviously expanded all the different things that we can do. You know, it's it's color number in our system, and we can switch up the snap count on the first color and the second color and the third color and the fourth color and the sixth color. Um, and then we can do it on the first hut, second hut, third hut, quick count. I was happy, you know, we had some cadences that we haven't I haven't done in a while. We had a, a late in the snap count quick cadence. We had a multiple on threes in the game. We had an on two. We had, a, you know, 
We had, uh, you know, a first color, second color, third color, you know, first sound plays. And, you know, we're not drawing a ton of people off sides, maybe like we were for a time, where it's like, you seem like every single game we had one or two. Uh, but it's definitely a weapon because you can't just tee off on what we're doing up front. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep using that uh, as long as I'm here. Green 19, right, is what you say? Because it sounded like DMT. I thought you said DMT one time just to troll. I was like, this dude put his foot up as his Twitter avatar. Andy used DMT as a cadence. I was, But it's Green 19. I, I actually rewound it. My wife and I were like, did he just fucking say DMT? He might have. Yeah, let's rewind this. We listened back. You did not. Were you on some DMT when you were watching that questioning? Yeah. <laughs> you and your wife both were like, Wait a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, we, were, we weren't on the DMT. Okay, we weren't taking deep dives into our soul, but we were on vitamins T, H, and C right there. And we did think it was potentially happening. Let's talk. And I think AJ wanted to bring it up. You lifting your foot and showing people what it was, and then now you put it as your Twitter avatar. One of the greatest moves I've seen on the internet. Yeah. One of the greatest moves I've seen. I was so pumped about it. I don't know if you saw my uh, tweet about when I found... It wasn't until hours after you did it that I found out that you did that, and I just seen it. I was like, oh, this guy is fucking awesome. But how did you get to that point? You were sick of a... I mean, the Wall Street Journal, I guess, wrote an article. I get tagged in everything that happens in your life. The Wall Street Journal uh, wrote an article about it, and there was headlines talking about how you said it. And it kind of... It was like the perfect example of what you've said a lot where, you know, people don't really listen to the context or the conversation at all. They just get some words on paper and then they run with it. And you've talked about this for a long time with how you've been covered. You were clearly joking, clearly. I mean, it was, and, and you can't get to the point where you're a robot and you don't joke about anything. But with how big that thing ran, did you just get fed up and that's why you uh, decided to give all the foot fetish people a uh, dream come true there right on that Zoom call? Or how did you get to that point, you think? I think Rex Ryan probably enjoyed it. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Rex, you're a good guy, Rex. One of the funniest conversations or press conferences was when uh, Wes Welker did, did, you know, he said foot or feet, you know, like 15 times. Oh, man. What a funny guy that guy is. The straight face uh, the whole time. Straight faced, I know that was amazing. <laughs> Look, you know, here's my here's my issue with uh, with the whole thing, and I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll precursor it by saying this: uh, uh, Andrew, who wrote the article from the Wall Street Journal, reached out to the Packers with his number. Uh, they, uh, you know, they forwarded that to me, and I called him and had a very respectful conversation. Uh, was interested to to hear his uh, his reasoning. Uh, and had a good conversation. So I respect the fact that, uh, you know, he got on the phone and there was no official apology from the Wall Street Journal or, or really uh, much of a, a recanting of the uh, of the story. There's an adjustment of the, you know, the title to the article. But but my, my thing was this. You and I and Age and the boys have a great rapport. You have a lot of laughs on this show. I think it's pretty obvious if you're watching the show live, which so many people do, or watching it back on on, uh, on YouTube or all the different clips that the boys put up on social media. Pretty obvious when I'm joking and when I'm serious. And I s- clearly stated, and it was, it was posted on there, that it's his worse than uh, uh, turf dough, so it's obviously a bone issue. Yes. Now, you made a joke about COVID toe, and then I repeated that. Oh, and that's all the Wall Street Journal wanted to say. 
hey, you know, you said COVID toe. I'm like, well, me and 98% of the population, maybe more, until this article, had no idea what COVID toe was. <laughs> <laughs> An actual thing, okay? Yeah. So with apologies to anyone who's been afflicted with COVID toe, like, I had no idea that was even, a, a you know, uh something that could happen right me neither by the way me neither i had no idea what it was but i learned i learned it was trending it was trending yeah so again the other thing two other points one i'm pretty sure that whether they watch it live or watch it back or watch the clips there are numerous members of the media both our local beat writers because i think some of them live tweet or or you know uh, live social media this show from time to time and national media members who watch the show. Shut Not up. one of those people who have seen me and covered my career for a long time. Not one of those people wrote an article that I had this condition called COVID toe, right? Not one person who didn't cover me forever. And if they had had a question about it, what they would have done probably was call the Packers and talk to either Tom Fanning or Jason Wallers, uh, Sarah Quick, uh, Nate Casios, somebody and just said, hey, off the record, does Rogers have COVID toe? And I'm probably pretty sure they would have said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is COVID toe? <laughs> so you have, you have zero beat writers, zero national media writing an article. You have the Wall Street Journal being opportunistic because of my uh, non-vaccinated status, and I've been in news and trying to write this article. That's my opinion. The second part is I called out uh, an individual who didn't write the article, but that's who, that's the text that I saw from all the people in the morning, and that's how I actually even saw the article. This person proceeded to, uh, you know, take uh, a couple, you know, pretty good shots at me about, uh, you know, my own uh, mental status and uh, intelligence and personal decisions, definitely not without blame, and then went on to delete her the tweets later. And, you know, write a very, uh, you know, self-affirming message about, you know, her workout status and uh, donating to her, you know, her charity, which sounds like it's a phenomenal charity. But you are not blameless either. You tried to be opportunistic as well and jump on this train and slam me as well. So, look, you didn't write the article, but you decided to quote yourself in a tweet as well who who uh, i don't know maybe not maybe not uh maybe not did you have you said the name yet publicly is it out yeah i said i I said her name but again let me just wrap this up they wrote an article (laughs) that was totally false uh based on uh two words that i said back to back that you said as well even though i said you know also was a bone issue and uh you know i was talking with uh with tom before press press conference he said, you got an answer? I said, yeah, I'm going to pull my toe out. He said, he said, really? I was like, yeah. So, Lily, you can hear me as I walk in. I'm like, oh, I don't know if there's going to be enough room to get my foot out. You know, here as I'm sitting down in the, you know, in the Zoom room. And Rob Demosky asked me the first question. And, and uh, we just kind of went down the line from there. When it comes to memes, though, you either embrace them or they never go away. And most of them probably don't ever go away anyway. So that's why. The first one that happened, I've been memed like crazy this year. Hey, you just got to embrace them. I got my chin strap up here. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's the background of my Twitter now. And 
you know, the Twitter doesn't allow you enough space there for the other picture, but yeah, you know, I got my toes in there for the other picture. Yeah, you so. did. You made it work. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. AJ, go ahead. Yeah. What, so, what do you think happens now if Tom Fanning or Jason, before your next meeting with the media, they say, "Hey, there's a report out there. Someone just slandered you and said you have hemorrhoids." They may be worried about what might happen in that next meeting. <laughs> Are you going to address it the same fashion? I think is what AJ's <laughs> asking. Is that what you're asking, AJ? <laughs> Do you want me to float it out there so you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He's the worst. You're the absolute worst. He's a journalist, though. Hey, journalist of the year. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Journalist of the year. Boy, wow. Saw a lot of people asking about that. Yeah, I didn't see anybody, but I guess that's what you can do nowadays. A source said, if you saw it somewhere on Twitter, which could be your own burner saying it, mm -hmm. saw it on the internet and then say something is always something that can happen, which is the world we're in, and you are the target of, of a lot of this conversation because you are the current MVP and your team is number one in the NFL right now, dude. Oh, yeah! Hey, that's number one, bro. Number one, man. Could you imagine when you were jumping off the those waterfalls and all the things that were being said in the offseason, you guys would be number one in the NFL after 12 weeks. Could you imagine that, Aaron? I could, but that's without uh, going through the 12 weeks that we've had. I mean, it hasn't been a quiet 12 weeks. So uh, I'm very happy with where we're at. Uh, very happy to, uh, you know, have gotten off to the start that we got off to and happy that. Uh, We've uh, faced some adversity, and we're moving through it, or you know, close to the other side of some of it. Uh, I don't know, Omicron, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude. No. Omicron, bro. All right, anyways, go ahead, Ty. Aaron, you told us last week about when you know the the long sleeves come out, when the turtleneck comes out. You guys were somehow underdogs, but anyone in the know knew. I mean, you had it on pregame. It was like, all right, you know, ball game. We're going to win. But uh, I, like I said on Monday, it felt like watching it that it was like a playoff game. Do you ever get that, like, mentality going to these? I mean, obviously, you know how good you guys are. So, it, you know, every game is is kind of whatever. But, like, does it ever – you get that heightened sense, like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a playoff atmosphere. Like, and you get a little more juice? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially – November, December football at Lambeau. There's just, I mean, you feel it. It's a playoff atmosphere. Um, you know, these are, these are the games that define the season. And it was an important one for us. Haven't been home underdogs in a while, uh, it seems like. So, you know, that, that was obviously, uh, you know, something that some of us knew about. Uh, but, but yeah, playing a really good football team, coming off a bye, coming off a couple losses. You know, we were going to get their best shot. We're coming off an L with the division tightening up. Uh, a lot of playoff implications on the line. Um, I will say this, and, and I'm not just saying this because I because I like you, Ty. But I got to my locker. You know, I, I got to, I got to the stadium uh, early to get some treatment and. And do kind of the same routine every time. Put my jersey on my pads, put my leg pads in. And I looked at kind of Tim Odie puts a stack of kind of the clothes for the day in my locker. And it was like, you know, my tights and a long sleeve and, you know, that little, you know, half sleeve hat thing I wear to try and keep my hair back. And then the turtleneck yeah. was in there. Hell yeah. And I said, Ty's going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, that's awesome. Did you see his tweet as soon as there was a photo of you wearing that thing? He literally tweeted out. Ball game. He's in the fucking turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. It is ball game. It's real, though. It is something that 
and you've addressed it. The cold weather gives you like a little twinkle in your eye. It, it doesn't affect you at all, it seems like. Now, obviously, I don't think you were perfect, but it did affect Stafford out of there. Do you think that's just because the defense is growing so much there in Green Bay? Or what do you think it potentially was? And why do you know, and I guess that was a perfect depiction, like home field advantage in the playoffs is massive. Massive with Lambeau. Is that potentially what got L.A. as well, you think? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that... Uh, they had some turnovers on offense that got us going, um, and then we we put together some pretty some pretty solid drives. But they still scored a lot of points. Matt has never had a problem with the cold. I mean, I remember in 2011 uh, when the other Matt was playing for us, Matt Flynn uh, started and played in Week 17, and he threw for 480 and six touchdowns. Our Matt Flynn. People forget that Matt Stafford set the record that day for Lambeau Field. He threw for like over 500 yards. And I think he had five touchdowns, and we won like 45-41. You know, it was a wild, wild game. But so I don't think Matt was definitely, let's say, affected by the cold um, at all. I mean, he had he still had, uh, you know, I think three touchdown passes. And but uh, but the cold is is definitely uh, uh, an equalizer. Um, I think it equalizes the the playing surface. You see way more guys slipping uh, on Lambeau Field in November, December, January. Um, you see the ball sometimes a little harder to throw. The wind is a factor. Kickoffs, the yeah. you know, it feels like maybe the uh, you know the kicking ball might get a little slippery, a little more slippery. Hey, that ball was coming out. That ball was coming out a lot. Yeah, right. Uh, so it is a great equalizer. It's been it's been good for us over the years. Obviously, it didn't work out last year in the national championship, but hopefully we'd. We'd love another opportunity at that. And I know that you're on your bye week. You got things you got to do. Do you have to get tested every day? No, because you had COVID already, right? I still am on like maybe 69, 70 days. Hey, congrats. There we go. Between 68 and 70, I think. Somewhere. Like like it's road distance, yeah. Well, enjoy the hell out of your bye week, man. We got you something. You got me something, but I'm not going to get it. Well, I mean, we'll enjoy it for you because you probably can't eat it because you don't eat milk or whatever. You got a birthday coming up, right? I do. 38 big ones. Is there 38 candles on there? Well, there's only going to be two that's lit because there's a lot of fucking candles. There's no way I'm lighting all those things. But uh, happy birthday, dude. We definitely knew your birthday was coming up before you said it and didn't order this cake during this conversation and got it here because we are a great group of people and friends of yours. We appreciate you so much, man. We'll ship you this cake. Um, Would you like to let us give us a speech uh, of anything you've learned here in your last 38 trips around the sun, pal? Oh, man. Uh, it was it was uh, a really interesting year for me. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great growth. I think uh, in general, uh, I definitely learned over the last year who my people are and who my people aren't. And I'm thankful for all those people who are my people and have you know been so encouraging and supportive uh, throughout the year, uh, especially during the football season. And so thankful to have people you know, come out to the games and support me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to have uh, to have guests during the season. That's what you missed the most, I think, during the COVID year was not seeing those regular people. Brian Bumgarner was one of them that came out to the game this this week and sang. And it's his birthday was actually yesterday. Hey, happy but, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, a couple, couple candles for you too, pal. 
but life is life is all about relationships and and cultivating the ones that uh, that I think uh, bring you bring you that life and that positivity and that that joy and I'm just thankful for those people who continue to show up for me and uh, encourage me and hold me accountable and breathe breathe life and happiness and joy uh, into my my daily walk around this planet i'm thankful for all you guys and for this weekly uh weekly tuesday thing we do and and thankful uh for another year around the sun well we're thankful, thankful for, for you, you too. man happy birthday to you happy, happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Eric. happy birthday to you make a wish dude make a wish dude go ahead I assume the book club also go on a bye week here so we can catch up with the 17,000 pages you gave over the last two weeks of the book club. Yeah. Yes. And I actually, you know, that's my main goal. I, I was, I've been gifted. I, I do want to say thank you to all the people that have sent books uh, again, to send books out to the stadium. There's been uh, so many that I've gotten. No way I can even get to them with the stack that I've got. I also, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Joey, just gave me a bunch of books to read. So I am going to get on a couple books this week and hopefully get to read them. And the book club will be back in better than ever next week. Well, we appreciate you, man. I'm going to read all these books once again, I think. I'm going to read them again. Hell yeah. How, how about you, AJ? You think about going through all of them? You remember back when The Outliers was... The weekly reading that was such self scout. We got to self scout and reread them. Yeah, and not not just self scout and reread them, but maybe you know get excited for the the big push ahead. Yeah, that's right. Into the playoff book club. Oh. oh shit! Oh shit! Those books are gonna have to be awesome. Enjoy your bye week. Uh, go ahead. I, you told me earlier this is gonna be the day you're gonna sing our song. So uh, I appreciate it, and, and that's how we'll send this whole thing off, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 come what? on. Didn't yeah, even get a goddamn strong. What was that? Today's show is presented by Arby's. Just when you thought it couldn't get better than the real country-style rib sandwich that was smoked low and slow in an East Texas smokehouse, Arby's one now did themselves again. Hell yeah. We now introduce to you the Arby's Boneless Wings. Oh, Arby's oh. delivered 7,000 of these things to the office yeah, yesterday, and we can verify they are delicious. Top notch. Legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfectly sauced. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Yep. Seemed like, now granted, it was for our office specifically, so you're going to have to try out that. Seemed like it was cooked to a perfect amount, and I ate it hours and hours later. Mm -hmm. Still a good, good kick. Good cold. Still a good kick, mm -hmm. good taste, good texture on the boneless wing. Delicious. Very impressed. They should have been doing boneless wings for a long time. Now. Yeah. They had barbecue. They had what? Uh, uh, buffalo. buffalo. What? They had, uh, I think there's two others, right? I don't know. Honey? We yeah, had those two. Yeah. We're talking about six pieces of all white meat. In crispy seasoned breading tossed in either classic buffalo or hot honey sauce. There it is. Okay. Served with their new crinkle cut French fries, which might be even better than curly fries. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they told me they to say that. They are very good. They are. They are, they are, they are Can you get some cheese on this? Oh, oh, my God. They're salted very well. Oh, my God. All that is just $5. Wow. What? Six pieces of boneless chicken. Stupid. What? How do they make money? I don't know. Uh, 
crinkle cut french fries. What? The cheese will probably be a little bit more. Yeah, 60 oh, cents. Yeah. <laughs> $5. Get out and try yours today. Thanks to Arby's. Shout out to Arby's. Ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, and a guy who uh, falls asleep when he's driving, mm -hmm. AJ Hall. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Actually, I got an early screener of that Kurt Warner movie. It's legit. I Thank you. For much more slam. Me neither, because the boys acted as if they seen it. They had not. It doesn't come out. It looks like real NFL footage too. Like especially if you look at the poster for the movie, all the, the lighting. Trailers, it looks so like real. Yeah, it looks like they spent every dollar they could to make sure that it was legitimate for how great. Kurt Jersey Warner's. fits perfect. Uniform fits perfect, just like NFL yeah, ones. Yeah. I think they got that, that one actor guy. Oh, yeah, Zach Levi, uh, the way he throws the football and holds throw. the football. You know throw what I'm talking about. Please throw the ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he drops Josh back to pass. Yep. Yeah. He's so mad. Uh huh. Yeah. Was that real bullshit. or was he messing with us? Now, he came out and told the story that something happened where he was bamboozled, basically. I, I forget because it was used a lot. And I would assume he gets buried in a lot of con. Oh, you're the guy who can't throw the football at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of fucked up that he was, you know, why was he casted? Isn't that something I, you should think about? I mean, there's another hitch route from that show as well, and let me just tell you what. I didn't follow up past the gift. Oh, That's it, an actual show. Yeah, there's oh. more from that show that is absolutely Wait, despicable. is that a football show? What's the show? I, I thought it was that show All-American. It's a football show. Is no, that what it's oh, called? No, that's not it. Oh, uh, it's not it? Okay. Well, I have no idea. I know football not is not it. accurate the, there either. The guy said he was trying not to hit the camera, which was right in front of him. Oh. Uh, Regardless. Think, we're not making fun of the camera, pal. We're talking about how the ball's getting out of your hand. Yeah. Fucking like rip that thing up the sideline, up the seam. You kidding me? What right does it matter? the camera's head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've never or been just throw set. it. Just throw it. And don't act like you're having a like a seizure during that drop back. What but happens? also, not everybody can throw the ball. Okay, I've I seen know, it. but if you're, getting, if you're being cast to play a quarterback, which I assume that's what he was for that role, don't you think – a prerequisite should be he can Listen, throw a ball. I'm not a fucking casting director, but yes, <laughs> I, I would think that's what you would look for. So, but you're blaming him for signing up for the gig as opposed. No, no, no. I'm blaming the people for signing him up. Okay, okay, okay. Me and you are both on the same side that they said this is just like when somebody gets on TV to do a job that they're terrible at, and we all bury said person, but mm -hmm. we're like somebody let them. Somebody, this, yeah, there this poor is. guy. Can we play it? Can I mean, play it? I don't he know looks pretty can. good there, but what show is that from? I mean, that's, that's the best he looks right there. By the way, not bad. You know, ball behind ear. Yeah, yeah that's a really <laughs> elbow good. high. Click you know, the lace. I mean, that thing looks good, and then it all just goes the shit. No, whoa, 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 whoa. We just lost our business. Is it worth it, AJ? Was it worth it, AJ? They're gonna pull us down for that. Yeah. On yeah, Freeform, no isn't clue. that USA, which you're a part of? I am not a part of USA. <laughs> I am not a part of USA. Aren't they a part of the cock, though? Well, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a part of the cock because I'm, I, you know, once a month uh, pay-per-views. Yeah, so that's right. Definitely part that of the cock. That are way too, I mean, we are part of, like, 10, 15 hours of <laughs> programming for Peacock yeah. once uh -huh. a month, I guess, with those pay-per-views. <laughs> but I believe Freeform is part of the ABC family. So oh, uh, we have no oh, relationships there. Yeah. Thanks a lot, AJ. Wrong program. My Let's bad. talk about wrong program. Thank you. <laughs> wrong wrong program. organization, wrong program. Let's talk about last night. You had it right. You picked the Washington football team, and although they had more poop water spilling from their stadium this time in the suites as opposed to the 
lawn area um, of the bleacher area. They get a win uh, over the Seattle Seahawks. And Russell Wilson, on his birthday in the nation's capital, did not look great. He talked about afterwards how they're, you know, currently at sea right now and they're fighting some big uh, chop. You know, they're getting a lot of chop right now. They're going uh, uh, moon. Um, they're going starboard. Starboard. Yep. Starboard. And they're in the middle of some chop, you know, like the Wolf of Wall Street was wow. when he was trying to get to Switzerland from the Caribbean. I don't know how that whole thing even worked either. Have they ever explained how he made it that far? No. That is so far to think about. But Russell Wilson and the Seahawks stink. And this comes after an offseason of turmoil in which his agent actually confirmed cities he'd be cool with going, although he never asked for a release. His team came out and said his offensive line stinks. The offense is this. He wants to be a top five player. He doesn't think he'll be remembered as a top five player. Now they stink. Worst they've ever been with Russell Wilson. What does the future look like for them? And what do you think about the Washington football team currently in the playoffs if the NFL was to go into the postseason right now? Hey, credit to Ron Rivera and what they're able to do, and Heineke as well. Like, I, Washington is they're they're not a bad football team. Like they can put it oh, together put and, and play pretty team. well. I feel like, don't you? I think so. Heineke's the the second coming of Fitzmagic. Might be better. Might be more athletic. As you know, years continue to evolve. As will the Fitzmagics of the world. Tyler Heineke's a player. Old Dominion, obviously, he's good. Defense makes some big plays. It makes Russell Wilson not look good. The stats, the possession, the yardages, the first time, uh, first downs, the time of possession. Time of possession, crazy, right? 40 to 8, 42 to 18 or something crazy? Yeah. They murdered the Seattle Seahawks. And Pete Carroll, he has come out and said he hates it, doesn't like what's going on. We're going to turn it around. Russell Wilson's in the middle of the sea still. I don't know what it looks like going ahead for the Seattle Seahawks, who had an offer of two first-rounders and something else this offseason from the Bears for Russell Wilson. This is crazy. And I, the Seahawks fans are going to get mad at us for even talking about this. But it does feel like the... You know, we're looking at a new Seahawks next year. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think – does anyone feel confident that both Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll will be in Seattle next year? No. no. The Seahawks no chance. attack us, dude. They, they attack us whenever we talk about this because they say the only time we talk about them is when it's bad news. And I'm like, well, kind of accurate because you guys are so far left. I have no idea what's over there. I mean, yeah. You guys are way over there, yeah. so far away. And if they're not at the top, it's tough to talk. And we apologize for that, but that's a real thing that happens. I've heard your city is beautiful, but it is a lot of drama man especially when you stink this is what we're talking about with the Steelers when you stink the drama comes in bunches you know what I mean yeah it's like the little things they're not a problem until they become a problem and they become a problem when you start losing then all of those little things that you feel like coaches nitpick on every day like they you're like oh okay that now I understand why I need to like our line should look good in warm-ups and why all these little things they do kind of add up and great teams do the little things but Who's making the decisions there? Paul Allen, the owner, he had died, right? So I think his sister is running the team as the, the acting owner. Does she make the call? Like, can she? I know John Schneider's their GM. Can he make the call for Pete? How's that work? Yeah, who's in charge of who? Yeah, I don't know. Is Pete Carroll the one that hired Schneider? Uh, I believe Schneider. Yeah, Schneider came in after because they. So is this a yeah. Gruden Mayock situation yeah. where you don't know? And would the I guess the Allen family member that's in charge, which once again, terrible host, don't know who it is. But Microsoft family, right? Yeah. They are uh -huh. a Microsoft family. 
They had great pool parties. Real oh, good. Yeah. Real good pool parties. So Bill I'm Gates may have a lot of pull in this decision. Well, Bill Gates has a lot of pull in a lot of decisions. Yeah. From what yeah, come told. on. But the, uh, well, when you create Microsoft, I mean, what are you going to do? But the Microsoft Allen family, a lot of money. They have the Seahawks, whoever. They would probably have to do it all. And who's going to give the okay to trade Russell Wilson? Is that Schneider or is that the ownership? Because when you trade away your franchise, that's more of a franchise decision than a team decision, right? I, I don't know. That is big. And he's going to be one of First round offers, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be. Hey, think about the Panthers. Yeah. Think about the Panthers. What they're willing to do. They just paid Cam Newton ten million dollars. They've been paying. They paid sixty-five million dollars in three quarterbacks and have moved them. Up, up, up. Think about what they would try to do to get Russell Wilson in there. They know they got to go as the quarterback goes. What about the Saints? The Sean Payton. They t- they showed his face right on TV immediately upon talking about Russell Wilson and his agent saying he could go anywhere else. Uh, the Bears obviously have Fields. The Giants. Broncos maybe. The Giants yeah. are a massive city. I mean, they're Miami. Yeah. I mean yeah. Miami. Even Detroit. though Detroit. Hell yeah. I don't think he's going. No, no, First he's overall going. pick for Russ. Probably, Get it done right now. Probably going to Cleveland. Let's, go. Let's look at those Detroit. top 10 picks, by the way, because if the season was to end right now, there's a couple teams that if they did not fuck up the draft picks, which we have no faith that they wouldn't, but if they did not fuck up their draft picks, could completely turn around a couple pillars on their team. If the NFL was to end right now, and this is via Ari Mirov, the NFL draft order would be Lions at one, Texans at two, Jaguars at three. Shout out to two AFC uh, AFC South squads <laughs> getting in the top three. Jets via the Seahawks, who would be at four overall. Then the Jets' actual pick at five overall. Giants, Giants, the second one via the Bears for the uh, quarterback Justin Fields trade. Eagles, and then Eagles again from the Dolphins, and then the Panthers. So two picks for the Jets, two picks for the Giants, two picks for the Eagles, all within the top ten of the NFL draft where we're sitting right now. But nobody has faith that any of those organizations aren't going to fuck it up, right? I mean, oh, not no everybody way. knows that they're probably going to fuck it up because these names are always in this discussion, whether it's after week 12 or after the regular season actually ends, it seems like, in recent history. And if you have two first-round picks, don't, you would imagine there's going to be some teams trying to trade up and get in there. So some of those, it, it, what the Giants have two, the Eagles have two, and the Jets all have two picks in the top ten. And if we go yep. back to the Russell Wilson conversation, you look at the Eagles. If they're not 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, they have two picks in the top ten that they could potentially trade away for a Russell Wilson. Four in. Hmm. Oh, no. Um. Nah, oh, no, 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 I don't boy. think so. And Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. Feels cool. I'm just saying, there's a lot of draft capital there, but I think some teams maybe have enough self-awareness to know we ain't going to get it right. Like, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? So we can maybe make some moves here and do some oh. things. But it would be very interesting to see how this all ends up. But for now, it looks like a couple franchises could make big-time moves if they really wanted to. Well, with the Seahawks, like Pete Carroll's seven years old. You look around the division, Kyler, the Rams, the Niners are getting hot. Like, There's no way he wants to do a rebuild. If Russ doesn't want to stay, Pete Carroll's probably going to leave anyways, right? Where's Pete I think Carroll Pete's going? going either way, don't you? He's going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Maybe. Oh, why yeah. not? Is Pete Carroll going to Notre Dame? Oklahoma. Herbs. Now, They're talking herbs to Notre Dame. Herbs is going right to the Notre Dame chop house in two years from now, uh-huh. for sure.
I mean, he said in 2008, you would know more than us. 2008, the Ohio guy said his dream job would be Notre Dame. That hasn't changed. Now, that's a long time ago, and we have no idea if this is an accurate quote because it gets quoted so much that people have actually stopped giving the credit to where it was actually quoted from. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just like, no, he loves Notre Dame. He loves Notre Dame. He loves Notre Dame. I thought the Ohio guy would love Ohio State. And if you're in Jacksonville and life is terrible for you in the NFL and you're Urban Meyer and your dream job allegedly from 2008 all of a sudden becomes open because Brian Kelly flies down to Baton Rouge and gets $95 million overnight while his team's still potentially in the college football playoffs and takes the job. Awesome. 7 a.m. meeting, everybody. Your life sucks because I made a decision. (laughs) Everybody figure it out. I'm going to go ahead and do that. That's a business, I guess. What if Urban Meyer did go to Notre Dame? Wouldn't that be crazy? USC, everybody thought not enough, even though they're allegedly paying old buddy 110 fucking million, buying both of his houses, (laughs) private jet access 24-7. The unlimited private jet for his family 24-7. I'd be like, really? Like, you you tell me unlimited? Because my kids may take a ride to school. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Uh, in LA, you might need it too, depending upon I the could, traffic. Pat, you know better than anybody. You could run that bill up to ten million in one year. You could absolutely oh. could, but let's remember that the USC boosters—they'll pay whatever to get their dumb kids into USC, mm-hmm. let alone the amount that they have to pay to get their team back into relevancy. There was nobody in that stadium for USC, oh. UCLA. USC job was so big, everybody's talking about who's going to go to USC, who's going to go to USC. And me, as somebody that doesn't follow college football close enough, go, who gives a fuck who goes to USC? Like, they, like who cares who goes to USC? I guess the boosters are... You know, not happy that I potentially think that. A lot of people think that. The Pac-12 has kind of been dead since they've kind of been out of this whole thing. So those boosters trying to take advantage of it all. I love it. I respect it. I appreciate it. But I'm sure the Oklahoma oil people that have a lot of cake are about to make some runs at some people as well. Yeah, they are. And Notre Dame will be interesting. I know Marcus Freeman, they're talking about promoting him to become the next head coach. Marcus is younger than me. I played with him, played against him in high school. He's been the D coordinator this season. We'll see. Also, they're saying Luke Fickle possibly too. So you're telling me yeah, Luke and Marcus that. are both up for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freeman was the DC under Fickle before he went to. Denver. Yeah, in yeah. Cincinnati. He played for Luke. Yeah, Marcus it, played for Luke at Ohio State. I think we met him whenever we did our trip to the Cincinnati training camp. He was really cool. I think full dap up. I think full dap up from him, yeah. right? Marcus is the man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I. Yeah. I would assume via through you, he felt as if we knew each other. I think I got full dap up. Then I saw D. the defense was crushing it. And that's all he got hired by Notre Dame. And then now the report's incredibly happy for him, by the way. Way to go. Way to go, dude. Do Mm -hmm. whatever you got to do. Now the reports are that Brian Kelly's going to make him the highest paid defense coordinator at LSU if he goes down there. I didn't know that they were also thinking about him potentially being head coach. Good on him if he goes and gets it. Congrats to Notre Dame if they do that. But Luke Fickle, if he is to go to Notre Dame, wouldn't he say, hey, just stay where you're at. We'll make you the highest paid fucking defense coordinator. Notre Dame Catholics got a lot of money too, right? I mean, isn't that something that could happen? Oh yeah, I would imagine if Luke if Luke wants that Notre Dame job and they're coming after him, which I, I would imagine they would want Luke pretty bad. Have you sent him a text to see if he's going to go there or not or went on? No, but I mean Luke is diehard Catholic guy. Went to Catholic high school, six kids, the whole situation. Oh my God, he's a perfect guy. Bring him in. But also, just a quick thing: him and Cincinnati are in talks to build like a what another fifty million dollar indoor practice thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Desmond Ritter's graduating. I guess he's yeah. done. Right? Yeah. National TV every week. You get the opportunity. I believe you guys were talking about Notre Dame's first game next year. Against Ohio State. Oh, my God. Kind of writes itself. Luke Fickle's going to Notre Dame, huh? Congrats, dude. Sorry, Cincinnati. Hey, Cincinnati, it was awesome. You didn't deserve any of the shit that happened. Can they offer him $100 million, though, like the other coaches? Who, Notre Dame or Cincinnati? 
Notre Dame, like, will Notre Dame do that? I know they have they have plenty of rich boosters, but is that something that they would do? Oh, you're talking their arrogance. You're getting to coach at Notre Dame, um, you're saying. I would guess they would offer Urban $100 million. Urban fucking Meyer right now? Yeah. I mean, granted, we know it's Catholic institution, but they don't really give a shit about moral character or anything. I mean, they hired Brian Kelly, killed a kid, you know, so they can <laughs> oh, they can look past, you know, Urban's past transgressions. They can get over those. Sure. And, hey, sure. Come yeah. on home, Urbs. Hey, Urban. Not, now, by the way, I mean... Urban didn't kill anybody that we know about. No, 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 no. no. True. That we know about, but... They probably have a little... Well, to, exactly. They probably have a restaurant leased out already that he can build a new chop house. And he would want to get out of Jacksonville. I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, he said today, hey, I'm, I'm not leaving the NFL for a college. Zito, what you say? You were about to say something? No, like? nothing for me. Zito had a look where he was about to come in. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, jeez. So we what, what, what is that about? Yeah, Herbs didn't pull the trigger. Well, that was with him. They're saying he did bring a loaded gun into town, though. Mm-hmm. Let's go to. Uh, <laughs> Let's go some to of these some. NFL coaches might have to look at these college gigs, and they see they're getting nine-year deals guaranteed for $100 million. Pete. Yeah, but you got to work all year round. Like, maybe Pete Carroll does go back to college, but he's 70-something years, and maybe he doesn't. I guess Ike Taylor told us that if Tomlin was to go to USC, and I think Ike Taylor said $100 million yeah. would be tough to say no, and I didn't know if he had talked to Mike Tomlin or not, although we know he and Mike Tomlin are tight and still get along, just like Tomlin is with Ryan Clark and all the alumni who he is speaking up for who have been speaking out against the current Pittsburgh Steelers team, which is very interesting. Ike Taylor said there has to be a check out there that can maybe go. $100 million offers being made to people or in teams that – no expectation of winning as long as Saban's still coaching, right? As long as Saban's yeah. still going, as long as Ohio State's still going, you're just trying to get in the conversation mm-hmm. so your school can at least be talked about in relevancy. It is interesting. I mean, James Franklin, he got 90 some million, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. He stinks. 100 right? with stinks. incentives. I mean, what, they're going to go, what, six and five they this stink. year? Like, yeah. Like, uh, and Oklahoma's going to the SEC. Like, I assume they're not thinking, hey, when you switch conferences, you got to be at the how top. How come Deion right Sanders? Deion Sanders, maybe Oklahoma? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and why not? Yeah. Well, would his, would his if, kids he hold, if he holds out a little bit longer, Florida State's going to shit can Norvell. And Does maybe he want to go to Florida State, though? Isn't Florida State like uh, their bank? They said no the first time. Yeah, too. they got no money. Yeah, they did, but. I mean, going Oklahoma's back got home. all that oil money. Imagine True. Oklahoma going to the SEC had to be a big reason. Lincoln Riley's like, hey, I'll go play in the Pac-12 with yeah. USC oh. and recruit all this in this in-state talent. Oh yeah. yeah, and hey, listen, my offense crushes against bad schools' defenses. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait till you see what we're about to do in the Pac-12. Then we're going to get into playoffs. Guess what? Motorboated, but yeah, we're going to we'll cares. still be able to talk about being in the play. Yeah. Hey, we'll get a chance to travel to the playoff every uh-huh. single every single year. That was what we did. I think he's already flipped like six of his top recruits too. Yeah. Like they just decommitted from Oklahoma. They're going to SC now. So yeah, yeah. Rattler's transferring. Out. You think Rattler will try to go out there? I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, think maybe what? maybe he'll try, and Lincoln will be like, "Ah, oh, we did this in Norman. I don't know if we need to do this again." <laughs> what are you doing here? You kind of stunk. Remember, we put you a freshman in. I think he's probably going to hit the transfer portal. Caleb Williams is going to hit the transfer portal. Hey, remember everything we were talking about here in Oklahoma that was awesome like the fans and mm-hmm. everything like now just pick it up and kind of go to LA and we got boosters giving you guys wait till you see these fucking apartments I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's gonna be at practice yeah, do you guys like looking at the ocean and stuff like that like yeah we got views over these cliffs over there yeah. now you're gonna have to work hey we're still gonna have to work mm-hmm. of course but all, we can just pick this up and just go ahead and drop it in Los Angeles. That's yeah. basically what these fuckers are telling you. I heard Lincoln <laughs> was running scared once he saw Billy Napier heading down to Gainesville oh, yeah. Hey, congrats to Billy Napier. Ah, Billy. Billy. Hey, we had Mullen on and Napier on. Mullen out, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. To Florida. He did not have that great of a run. But once again, nobody's going to have that great of a run if Nick Saban is still in town. I don't know. I don't know how. 
Still can't lose like four or five games, though. Why don't you get into college football coaching? Yes. Told you. I'm not very good at it, and I don't have much passion for it. I could not imagine giving a fuck what a 17-year-old decides to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? I thought about that. Like, going in, hey, we need you on it. We don't. Like, you know, it is hard for me to go and want to sell a kid who doesn't know shit about fuck. Doesn't know anything about anything. Thinking they do, obviously, because they're incredible. I couldn't even imagine, like, if I was one of these top recruits, what I would have been like. I would have been a fucking asshole. I would have been impossible to deal with. But these coaches have to act like they care. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I Come or don't. All right? See you later. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't come, by the way. And that is why I don't think I'd ever be able to do college football coaching. Well, you, you would do that for probably like the first year, and then you're like, man, why am I only getting like these one- and two-star dudes, not like the biggest school there is? And then you, you win like two games your first year, and then next thing you know, you're dancing in living rooms. No, no, I ain't no dancing monkey. For no, you want to keep your job. Is Rich Rob dancing in living rooms? Uh, well, to be honest, the way they uh, recruited me, they just walked into the lunchroom and said, uh, hey, you don't want to go to Kent State, really, right? No. <laughs> All right, you want to come down to West Virginia? It's an hour and a half away from here. You have partied there before with a lot of your friends that have gone there. It's a great time, and we're in the Big East. This is Big East football. You want to come down? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm going to do. I'll call Kent State now. They're not going to be happy. <laughs> and they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. But then I went over to a high school basketball game and cheered on the Plum High School Mustangs. Mm. Got over it real quick. Those like, All right, that's a shame. But you're right. I wasn't highly recruited. I assume you, though. Did they come? Hey, what were they doing? Holding up AJ Hawk signs and hats and stuff like Feeding that the uh, over there at Centerville? No, they were not. They didn't have to recruit me hard. You know, Ohio State, they probably had a, a sense too from speaking to me once or twice like, hey, if we offer this kid, he's going to run to campus. So we don't have to work at all. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is literally the picture of Ohio. Wait till you see him. His jawline mm-hmm. is, is like the most Ohio thing you've ever seen. His neck, they have to give him triple XL pads because of how big his neck is. His torso, nowhere near the size of what his neck requires in the pad department. This dude is going to be a... He runs fucking 4-4. Four, four, yeah, he that? killed Kirk Herbstreit. He has eight pet piranhas. Yeah. Okay, this guy. He is the, I don't know if that was on my He is the Ohio guy. <laughs> he talks to the fish. We saw- tell him, hey, preferred walk-on. He's running. This is... We don't even... Listen... You got, you got Joe Paterno doing dances in his goddamn living room. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come to Penn State. You know, we'll take care of your kids. You know, that, that Joe Pa is saying in there, doing all the mm-hmm. dance. And AJ, get the fuck out of town. All right? Well, I saw an AJ Hawk mural in a restaurant in South This restaurant. weekend, yeah. I saw somebody posted a picture of a mural of you in high school, you in college. I think that photo right there was actually painted yeah, on a wall legendary. in Centerville. Unbelievable. Freshman year right there, like 150 pounds. With the biggest neck in town. Yeah. yeah. No, biggest shoulder pads in town. You got a sandwich named after you, Becker? No, not that I know of. Well, it'd be the Hawk Burger. Oh, yeah. This one might give you wings. <laughs> a couple different, I guess, there's some meatloafs named after me. Oh, really? Hawk loaf? <laughs> yeah. No, he loves meatloaf. I forgot about that. Yuck. A lot of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Meatloaf stinks. No, it doesn't. I know we got into this whole thing the other day. It does not stink. Just, you cannot like mashed potatoes and not like meatloaf. I don't know. I saw a They're lot the of mashed potatoes. Thing, thing, you, can, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You're allowed to like whatever you want, man. Oh, thank you. Shut up, AJ. You are. You don't have to like something because, oh, it goes with mashed potatoes. No. No, I agree. And I'll mix a lot of different genres of food with each other. Is this I'm a big a, rock and roll show? I saw a clip. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. man. What happened? Out. What in the world what was going on? I did on? not know we had that beat on deck. To be it's honest, I did not know that that is what was coming. You know what I mean? I did was not. Was that out of break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh out of a break. Somebody. Oh, that's awesome. 
said rock. Yeah. <laughs> Banger. It's actually pretty good. I got going, then I stopped, and I tried to get back in because I wanted to play an instrument in the band. <laughs> and uh, we didn't get going as well as I thought we were going to. But we did think about what you say often. Like, if somebody had just tuned in, and that was their first dose of it. Mm -hmm. oh, man. oh, boy. We're never going to get them back. Nope. Somebody's going to tell them one time that we're a good show, and they're, I tried them. <laughs> I tried them one time. It was a rock concert was going on. It's unbelievable. What are we talking to Aaron Rodgers about today? Is toe, bye week? What do you think? Yeah, I guess how he, so they said he's not getting surgery, right? Correct. He's, he's, yeah. And by the way, he said that kind of last Tuesday that he was not going to get surgery because surgery would require some off time. He said that's one thing that's not an option, even though he he's already a, played on it three weeks, though, right? Or two weeks? Yeah, now he's getting a bye week. And they talked about shooting him up, I guess. And there was uh, the internet what became alive, you mm -hmm. know, whenever he allowed uh, a shot for that. And I think um, it's not, I'm sure it's I, lidocaine. It's not, it's not toward I'm sure it's lidocaine. Well, right lidocaine. I'm excited to hear his answer to that shot as opposed to another shot that potentially got talked about a little bit about him because Joe Buck did did say that uh, Aaron's toe had been immunized. Yes, you know, so Joe Buck, Aaron did, and Joe, they're boys though, like they're tight. Well, Joe did not miss the moment. You know, Joe did Omicron. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. Are, are they? No, tight? I mean they're boys. I'm saying I, I don't think Aaron's mad at him for that. No, no, he shouldn't be. By the way, it was a great joke. Yeah, this, yeah. It, it was a that was a great. Like I don't think Aaron. I think Aaron would re respect the joke. It was properly timed, I thought. Yeah. But with that being said, it also generated and garnered a lot of yeah, yeah. What what, what was that all about? Mm -hmm. What was that all about? Joe and Joy are not afraid to take shots at people. Bro, that the, is they're the best. They're the best. Yeah. They're the most podcast like coverage of a game. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're the most casual coverage of a game, and I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy Joe and Troy a lot. I guess that's big NFC, right? They're big NFC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Always. They do a ton of Packer games. They have for a while now. I I didn't. I don't think I got to meet them much when I was playing. I don't think they did a lot of AFC games. Yeah, that's True. normally. Well, that's now Romo. So you would have Tony games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Romo would have been a walkthrough. He used to yeah. be Nance and well, uh, Sims. That would have mm -hmm. been awesome. They get the game of the week. I used to see them when we'd walk off Saturday, you know, the walkthrough. You'd have the little uh, crew would be there watching the walkthrough or whatever. And I got nothing to do during that. I mean, I'd jog on the field, I guess, and I'd jog off and sit there for an hour and a half. My work's already <laughs> done. It, the hay is in the barn. Yeah, sure. So then I would just stare and judge the TV people and see what they were doing, what they were watching. There were some crews that had real diligent notes and real conversations, and there was other crews that just had no idea why they were there, I think. That's an interesting <laughs> yeah. thing. I think I would want more information going in, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Joe and Troy would always come watch practice on Friday, and they would watch, and they'd have like the roster and their little notes they're taking, and Troy was talking. He would always – because he's Troy Aikman, he's a Hall of Famer, he can kind of do what he wants, and – he could go and talk to coaches he knows and kind of say hi to players, why it's going on. And he would always watch. We'd always do like a little two-minute thing on Friday. I think he would always want to watch that, see what it looked like offensively, defensively. Like, yeah, those good crews come in. They actually get some real info. See, I think that's required to calling NFL games. You know, it should. I mean, that's why they always say, like, when we talked to, we talked to Aaron Rodgers yesterday, he said the toe's feeling great. Like, they always come back to, like, their meetings together. Yeah, but it's a, it's a time-consuming thing, I think. And it is – Think about it. Those guys get there on Friday afternoon for a Sunday game. That's what all, I'm like. Oh, what are you guys going to do the rest of the time? And if they're not flying private, they're maybe so layover. Usually, they are usually not. The majority of them are not. So they're layover at least Sunday into Monday. Mm -hmm. You're back on Monday. That is for 18 weeks or whatever. It's that is that's what I think I learned that one year when I did that those college football games on Thursday. I'm like, man, this is a lot of time to do a very little amount of actual work, and also. All this research that is being done, 4% of it gets used. What are we 
doing here. Now, granted, it's much different than the NFL, what I was calling, because I didn't know anybody's names. I had no idea anybody's <laughs> names. I couldn't even guess what they were potentially playing for. But I try to give my best effort. You know, I try mm -hmm. to give my best effort. But the time is amazing. I think we should give a little bit more props to the crews for that. Well, and then she, like, Adam Amin was one of those guys yeah, who was, like, ultra prepared, like, made sure that you could kind of just go in there and, like, do your own thing and, and didn't have to worry about it. And I, I assume with the NFL, it's it's probably, probably easier, right? Is I, it easier in the NFL? You know the teams. You know the guys, yeah. I think just because there's there's less teams, there's less players, there's less turnover, and you could call NFL games right now. Like If anyone's a, a decent fan of the NFL, you could watch a game up in the booth. You may not be good, but you would know a lot of the players. If you do a random college game, you're not going to know a whole lot of guys. Man, I said, old buddy 18 just made a hell of a play. <laughs> just like, that's like... TV 101, like, please use the names around. <laughs> and they, they have these sheets that they make, and there's this your board, person. Your boards, yeah. It's got like the two and three deep. Still emailing me, this guy. Get me out of here. I didn't sign Who? up for the email. I don't want to be in the email. <laughs> Hasselbeck signed me up for the email. and I'm Oh, the guy that builds your board? That would want to build your board? He didn't build my board. Zito built my board. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me and Zito Good build board. my board every single week because uh, we other people's boards, it makes sense, but that is one particular way. I needed something to be set up a little bit different with the way my brain operates, and then inevitably, we're not using a board anymore. <laughs> I, I don't even... But I still get the email every week from this guy who builds the boards. I guess his boards are the greatest boards of all time, but they're holding it. got all the names. Adam Amin. The amount of research in his brain and the amount of, oh, it was unbelievable to watch. And I never, ever gave enough credit, I think, to anybody. But Joe and Troy crush it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Joe and Troy crush it. Uh, last night, your thoughts on uh, uh, no Manning cast? You know, we watched the Monday Night Football broadcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it went pretty good. Pretty huh? good. Pretty mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Solid. Solid game. Solid crew. It, is, it does feel like we're, we're missing something, not having the option to switch over to the Manning cast, though. So next Monday, you know, it's a huge game. Right, it's Massive. Uh, Bills Pats. Mm -hmm. yep. Monday Night Football Manning cast. Okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I because if I record the Manning cast, I'll still get the stories and the intel and the enjoyment. But it's hard for me to pay attention to the game as much yes. whenever the Manning cast is happening because I'm I'm getting distracted by some story or some whatever or reaction. Right? Yeah. Not that it's a bad thing. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I've learned a lot. But the Bills Pats massive game yeah maybe only like two guests for that one and we actually watch the game and break down the game yeah, yeah. we'll see but it appears as if four guests one guest a quarter is kind of just in the playbook and tried and true and what they're gonna no, do every pay no week adapt pay no adapt and adjust oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. i hope so because maybe he audibles into no guests and they just kind of watch Bill's the game, game themselves would yeah. be awesome to see they should try one like that okay we're gonna try something here guys we're gonna try just me and eli and this will be a good game to do it because I assume Tom or Peyton knows a lot of the Mac Jones offense and why he's making decisions mm -hmm. that he's making. And I, I think Josh Allen is another one that they know a lot about, right? He came on the Manning mm -hmm. passing. Uh, uh, he was in the Manning passing academy and the Manning thing. This will be a good one, but that's a big time Monday Night Football game. Last night's game was just. I was told this morning, craziest game in the history of football. Really? No, it wasn't. Wait, excuse me? Who the hell said that? I think Greeny was, I think Greeny was fucking with everybody. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a little... The, the, how it ended the first half was, was a little wild. Not yeah. just the first half, but also the onside kick, yeah. then the, you know, the lineup being... The kicker popping his hammy and that whole... Oh, yeah. Okay, now they got to go for two. Joey Sly. <laughs> Joey Sly was never going to catch that guy, but on film, he wanted it to be known that he, he was getting... Fast, though, he was fast, He was rolling. He's got massive legs, very explosive, athlete of a guy. Yeah. Only running because he wanted to film the show that he was running. He's trying. And then he blew out his fucking hammy in the middle. Oh, and then a lot of people were talking about, how can the putter not kick? We've gone over this. If you listen yeah. and watch this show, it's a bat 
baseball bat versus golf. Some people just haven't done both. Some people can't do both. Some punters have only punted. Some punters have grown up in a country where literally punting is how you throw the ball back and forth to each other. So kicking a ball off the ground is a much different motion. Although I was lucky enough to be able to do both. And there are others that can easily do both. Not easily at an elite level, but can transition. There's a lot of guys that can't. And that gets displayed, I think, like... Three, four times a year. Last night, Joey Sly getting a sniper on the hammy is another one of them. And it, I mean, it was early too. It was to the point where like that was a close game, and it was like, oh shit, they're not gonna have. They're they, they don't even have the option to kick a field goal. Like they're gonna have to go for every fourth down if they do score again. You know, like it, a field hey, goal Ty, in that game. Ty, when did the commentators huge. talk about that? When did they? Because right when that happened, I'm like, okay, I I think my my eight year old was like, so who's gonna kick now, Dad? And it's like they don't. There's no way they have a backup kicker. And I said I don't know if someone else is serviceable to kick extra points, but. They're going to have to go for two. Like, when did they bring that up on the broadcast? I don't think it was until they came back from half. Okay. They so, didn't mention it in the end of the first half, I don't think, and then started to talk about it in the third quarter. So certainly something to talk about immediately upon it happening, but I assume you, never, you don't approach the subject until you're almost getting fucked over by the situation that had happened in the sniper hamstring. But it's not always just the punter. I like... I've seen guys that weren't kickers or punters that can actually kick a ball. Chad Johnson. Didn't Chad make one for... And Dominic and Sue. Chad Johnson bombs balls. I mean, there is some guys that can just pick it up. OBJ can do it, too. OBJ. Mm -hmm. I saw OBJ at the Pro Bowl literally right in front of me spin a ball and blast like a 48-yarder. I'm like, I don't think I could make that. (laughs) I don't know how the hell that happened. Now, could he do it from a standstill in one point? Two, five seconds while everything's moving. That's a whole different game. I assume Odell Beckham Jr. could do it. Chad proved he could do it. I think Indomitian Sue proved he could do it. But it's not always just the punter that could do it. It's uh, it's quite a weapon if you're a guy who can actually kick a ball. It's like wide receivers that can throw the shit out of a ball. Mm. Like, oh, this yeah. is a massive weapon here. There's some incredible athletes there. But have you mm. ever popped your hammy like that before, Sniper? I never have. I've been lucky not to do a hammy like that. I've, I, the only thing I've popped is my calf like that. Ooh. Did you go down? No, I. You can see it on film. I was in my stack little stance. Uh, ball snapped. I went to push off, and I turned. I looked behind me. I thought someone kicked me. That's what they and always they say. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what they always say about Achilles in a calf, right? If it sounds like and feels like somebody kicked you in the back of the leg. OJ Howard. Yeah. OJ Howard said mm-hmm. pop. There's yeah. a sound. It felt like he got kicked because he was mic'd up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never got the sniper on the hammy. It's not great. It looks I, scary. It looks yeah, painful. It looks sp- I can't touch my toes, too, so I don't know how that hasn't happened to That's me. That's probably good. Well, Some I, guys definitely overstretch, I think. I, well, see, I had a couple friends who got into yoga, and then the next year they blew out muscles. Yeah. Like, in just a couple. This is my experience, okay? I'm not saying this is how it Everybody's different. You're right. Everybody's different. You're right. But, but yeah, 100%. One thing, just because this works for this person doesn't mean it's going to work for that person. Bingo. And there's been yoga that has saved people's careers. I know Mike Pops Adams played in the secondary for like 18 Yeah, the Bikram guy saved a lot of people, right? Well, the hot Come yoga on. was definitely something that I think in, in theory was great until it was abused into a sex cult. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is what you were just referring what? to. What? Come on. Yeah, you what said the Bikram guy was turned his, his concept. I've done warm yoga and it was not a sex cult. Not it was hot yoga you did. Warm yoga is just a door closed. Hot yoga is when they're pumping actual heat in there. It's like 100 degrees and you're yeah. dying. Have you ever actually done that? I've done home? that, but but not the Bikram. I've done the Bikram style way back in the day. I've done now like the yoga I've done that's still hot and fast paced, but it's not Bikram. 
Well, I think it all kind of stems from the Bikram tree, right? But the Bikram, This one does not, but yeah, you can keep going. Well, the Bikram name, they've tried to get rid of that because he did turn it into a sex cult where he was calling people up to his hot yoga room and then forcefully fucking them. Yeah. Bingo. He's a bad guy. Ooh, bad guy. Oh, terrible person. Very bad guy. But he was incredibly powerful, I guess, over in India, and then he brought his yoga into America, and then it became a big deal, and he abused that power, and uh, something did. can't happen. I did one hot yoga. I almost puked and quit halfway through. It was too hot. Sweating too much, couldn't touch my toes. Just trying to survive, right? Like, I remember I did Bikram back in college. I'm like, I'm just going to lay here and try not to leave the room. Yep. I did leave. Did you not? I didn't leave the room, but no, I was. I would do one thing, and I'd have to lay on my back and die for 15 minutes. I didn't know anybody in there or anything. I decided. You know, I mean, frozen water, too. If that was my team, if that was anybody I knew, I would have stuck it out. You know, I would have been like, all right, I'll die in here with you. I didn't know anybody in there. I owed nobody nothing, and it felt like they were judging me because I couldn't touch my toes. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. Please don't, please don't open the door. Obviously, it's like opening an oven. Please don't. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die. You want me to die? <laughs> <laughs> open the door. Shut the door. I don't think they got back to the proper temperature for a good three to four minutes. So I was a bad guy. They did worry about me on the outside because I was still laid out. Mm-hmm. I was laid uh, out on the outside as the class ended. They came out asked about me, but I was not a fan favorite in there. What do you want me to do? I was fucking die, dude. Yeah, I what do you want me to you're, die? You're a warrior, man. I'm glad you didn't die. Well, nobody told me to drink like well, and then like, triple it, the amount of water. Yeah, if you don't drink a gallon I, of water. I don't water like the structure. It. Like they do the same poses dude. and they tell you when you can drink water. I was like, wait. And what? they told me when I could breathe too. Like, get the fuck okay. over it, dude. I don't want to breathe heavy right now. All right. I'm trying to breathe quick and slow because I'm trying not to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to take a deep breath. I can't. The air's too thick. It's 150 <laughs> degrees. True. It's so true. Yeah, and I'm hungover, obviously. Ooh. What are we even doing? And I'm just sweating. And I like, do your power pose. I'm like, I, I don't know. Is this advanced? Can we get to the fucking? I have no power. I'm right getting now. out of here. You can't. Oh, I'm um, trapped. <laughs> now I'm a hostage. This place stinks. What'd you wear? Do you wear a speedo? No, I had uh, I had sweet tights on. Tights with shorts on over top with a tank top. I made sure the fit looked good. I knew what I was. I mean, I was signed up for this from somebody else who's a great athlete, you um. know. And he was in there with me. But he made it out, and I did not. And I, as we were driving in there, he was explaining to me what I signed up for. I thought this was just going to be a little feel-good stretch. You know what I mean? Like, how are you doing? Keep it moving. Let's do this. And then it wasn't until we were in the car where it was like, you're going into a torture chamber. I'm like, fucking hey, <laughs> what me. is this all about? And he was professional athlete, so this is a high level. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a high-level one. And they welcomed me in there early, but that turned. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... I was holding people up. There were some motherfuckers dressed like assholes in there, though. I don't doubt it. Oh, my God. Old dudes. They're almost like guys almost naked in there, aren't they? Yeah, there was a dude doing a full power warrior thing with his... I mean, he was wearing, like, those cross-country shorts. Like Travolta Travolta in that dancing movie? Hairspray? No. Saturday Night Fever. Grease? Saturday Night Fever. Grease is a banger, huh? You've seen the Travolta. He fucking moves. What's Travolta doing in that movie? He, like, moves his hips. The cowboy movie? Nah, you'll see it. Urban Cowboy? How about Michael? That's a good Travolta. Classic. Movie. Michael? My, how about Phenomenon? Another one. Yeah. Hey, Travolta's been there, huh? Oh, yeah. Gotti did not get the reviews that I think the he expected. <laughs> Gotti might be his best work today. Gotti's legit. Hey, the Gotti story is one. If I didn't know it already through and through and I didn't learn anything new from that movie, mm-hmm. I think that's why I necessarily didn't like it. But that was like six years in the making, too. That oh, yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. Took him yeah. a long time. That was his uh, swan song. Yeah, it was his passion mm-hmm. project. Yeah. I thought he's now still- he's Santa Claus. Really? Wait, what? John Travolta's Santa Claus now, Capital One. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Me neither. Oh, spoiler. Really? He's good Santa. Nice. Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's go. Hey, is Mall Santa still a thing? You would know. You got kids. Is this happening? Are people still taking photos oh, yeah. with uh, old last, men? Saw one last week. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That That's needs awesome. to die. What? 
That needs to die. What are you talking no, about? No, it's a holiday. Yeah. No, no. Have your uncle or your dad dress up as Santa and do it that way. Stop oh, going isn't to that malls. nice? Isn't that just so nice? Stop going to malls and sitting on random people. No, I think this is something that should continue. I saw one actually this morning that was very messed up. Oh, it was a bad looking Santa. It, no, it wasn't like that. He made a very disrespectful comment about a kid who was, was asking for him for presents. And is this a movie? Gonna say it. No, is this, this on is the real. internet? Yeah, this is on the internet. So you didn't see it in real life you saw it on the internet but it did happen but it did happen yes between a santa claus a kid and the kid's mother he wasn't holly jolly he wasn't holly jolly he was actually a piece of shit terrible person like bikram uh not like bikram but he because bikram you know that guy's climbing the ladder when it comes to pieces of shit this guy's definitely on the uh trajectory yes They paid 15 bucks to sit with that asshole. Too. Yeah, he definitely yeah. got fired after this as well. Oh, did he? Did they know? Oh, some 100%. of the Santas no, you know, he, kind he, of disguise. Yeah, no, he definitely uh, got canned. I haven't seen a video you're speaking of, but mm-hmm. I'm happy that Santa. Hopefully they do background checks on those guys. No they don't. way. Dude. Those guys are getting paid in SIGs and 40s. I SIGs mean, they too. don't care. You know. Are you willing to do this job? Yes. Perfect. Sounds you're sitting good. here for nine hours. Good luck. They have to, though. Most they have to. You would hope, I guess, because there's so many. You're literally inviting children to this thing mm-hmm. and to sit on his lap. Yeah, but there's and there's a Santa community, I think, out there yeah. that is really <laughs> high. Foley, yeah, but I hope they don't. You know, you would assume some scumbags slip through the cracks like oh, the yeah. one that you oh, saw yeah. right there. Most of them do it just to plan like a heist or something while they're working. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, if it works, go ahead and do what bad you got to do. You know what that is? Yeah. yeah. That's Paul Blart, I think. Paul, Paul Blart. Blart. Yeah. I think Paul Blart had to deal with the Santa Claus. Home Alone. Home Alone had a... Mm-hmm. And then Elf. Elf, Elf had yep. one as well. And you're not Santa. Santa. Four Christmases. We should make a Christmas... Uh, Movie? Movie. Hell yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, Foxy. <laughs> They're always great. Yeah, Foxy. I love Christmas. I agree. All of them are good, you know, because everybody kind of takes a shot at that because you know it'll play every single year. Yeah, if mm-hmm. it hits. If it hits, it hits. If not, though, it'll be forgotten about like the other 10 million holiday <laughs> yeah. movies True. that are created. And I think what? Freeform runs them all, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It is freeform season. It is freeform yeah, season. As free soon form. as as soon as soon December hits, which is what? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Is tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Man, I can't wa- wait to watch the Grinch and Santa Claus. They used to be ABC Family, but Freeform stole it. Like the Grinch. Yeah, true. Oh, the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had that. That's our best. The Grinch with the- Jim Carrey? Oh, yeah. By the way, the uh, 25% off sale is ending tomorrow at 1230 Eastern. Wow. Okay. PM. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1230 PM Eastern, 25% off. The Santa, the Grinch... I'm going to fuck this up uh-huh. with the WFL. That's my favorite one. That's a good one. Dirty Drew that thing. Mm-hmm. So Dirty Drew a lot of our shirts. It, it took a, hey, things went to a, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, next level. There it is. Boom. That's what I was talking about. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to be a part of your day to day, we are so incredibly grateful for it. Thank you to all the boys for their incredible effort. Thank you to Aaron for his time. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to the internet for allowing this to happen. Shout out to the internet. Don't do that nearly enough. <laughs> uh, and thank all of you, man. Have an incredible Tuesday. We'll be back manana. Be a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.